Hello, everybody. Uh, you're listening to our new podcast, Embers of Autumn. It is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, it's our next campaign after Beneath the Tide with the same player group, uh, and it streams every Wednesday at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Mimics and Monstrosities Twitch channel. You can find that Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash mimics letter n monstrosities. That's twitch.tv slash mimics n monstrosities. So come check us out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody and welcome to our next Wednesday night campaign. New stream overlay, new Ooh. characters. Who dis? Um, I don't know. So, this is Embers of Autumn. It's our next campaign uh, after Beneath the Tide. Some announcements though before we begin. Uh, we are still raising money for Color of Change. It is our channel's charity of choice. I spelled. The, I did the link wrong. There we go. Tiltify Color of Change. You can donate there, uh, and we have a Patreon. Uh, $3 tier on our Patreon gets you uh, in a free dungeon adventure every month. Uh, this month's is spawning pools. It's in a slot nest, so get go get infected. Um, no. Uh, podcast, <laughs> our schedule is I'm up. glad you thought about that one. Our, uh, our schedule's <laughs> up on the Twitch channel. I'm, stop, I'm not going to announce the schedule stuff anymore because, you know, it's not really reliable anymore. Who knows? Uh, so you can check out our Twitch channel for our schedule. That way you can know when things happen and things don't. Join our Discord, because that's how you're going to know if stuff is happening and stuff isn't. If I remember to post updates. Um, but, that is all of our announcements. Fast and dirty. I want to do these announcements. So, here we go. Everybody ready? Everybody good to go? Everybody got their voices ready to go for their new characters? <laughs> Uh, I knew I forgot yeah. something. No <laughs> pressure. No pressure. No Literally pressure. at no. work, I was like, oh, fuck, I had like What's months up, to do this. Uh, I'm not sure if this was on purpose or by accident, but uh, in the Twitch overlay, Dax is labeled as a paladin. Oops. Can't fix that. That's going to be there for a while till I can fix it, because I'm not doing that right now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have two paladins today. Nope. We don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't fix that. Right. He's like, what? Roll these stats. Yeah, you're playing a new character. Same stats. New character. Deal with it. Ooh, while we're doing this, huh? let me see if we can do like a. I'm going to do a test on here. Okay. My voice is working on, on Twitch. I was just going to do like a doop boop. Everybody make a noise. I'm making a noise. Everyone's make... fine. I have the levels on my mm. OBS stream overlay. Nailed it. Making a noise. Making a noise. <laughs> do, do. Making a noise. I'm making a noise. Do, do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do this during the break. I don't got the patience. Anyways. I love it. It is 68AT, also known as the Age of Tranquility. And the world of Del Nasser has found itself in a time of peace for nearly four decades. Oh, four decades. It's been 35 years since the defeat of Asmodeus, and his plans to cull all life and use that sacrifice to rebuild the world in his image. 
For this story, though, we find ourselves on the continent of Anundio, which is the westernmost continent of the world. During the conflict with the Worldbreakers thousands of years ago, the continent was split into three separate land masses now known as the Core, Old Anundio, and Remnant. But we won't be worrying about the latter two quite yet. But we will, because I made maps of them. Eventually. <laughs> <clears throat> and the one looks real sexy. Uh, the Crown Lands are lands which see direct control and governing from the Crown and its ruler Queen, Asilria Geraldin, who is currently in her 70th year. The Crown Lands dominate the centralmost region of the continent and contains the capital, which is the largest city on Del Nasser, with a population that is nearing a couple million. Big for a fantasy world. Our story begins in the capital of Anundio City, which is a monstrous city of white marble and is dominated by all manner of people and faiths. It is the 20th of cold wind, and a cool autumn breeze is in the air, and the sun is just beginning to set. The massive marble spires of Anundial Keep shielding the thousands upon thousands of people who have gathered in the royal district of the city for the yearly celebration of Harvest's Cull. It signifies the final day of the harvest and when the people of the world begin preparing for winter. Remnants of the year's harvest are donated to the smaller settlements on each continent, and people celebrate in Anundial City by seeing who has grown the biggest pumpkin that year. And every member of the city comes together for a festival where everyone contributes to a massive meal. Banners sporting the Geraldine Crest have been scattered throughout the royal district to celebrate the occasion, and the crest is that of a platinum dragon surrounded by oak leaves and diamonds. People have gathered from across Del Nasra to celebrate the occasion. The wizards of the Soulspire Academy have enchanted little balls of colored light to dance around the night sky and whiz around the heads of guests. Food of all sorts has been laid out among hundreds of large banquet tables, and people are taking joy in drinking some of the best the continent and the world has to offer. Jugglers and other forms of entertainment begin dancing around the tables, and some of this entertainment ranges from fire breathing, sword swallowing, and a man and his severely elderly grandfather polymorphing each other into strange animals for the delight of some gathered children, very sword in the stone-esque. The Crown's Guard are also gathered here in their amazing armor made of platinum, with dragon-like helmets, where the visor resembles the upper jaw of a platinum dragon, and intricate plate armor, and each of them wielding large greatswords. They look like they're on... They look sweet! The air is filled with the scent of roasting meats, alcohol, and brilliant perfumes, and the entire district as a whole goes quiet, as everyone in attendance turns their attention towards the grand staircase ascending towards an undeal keep. A human woman in her early 70s is walking out from the keep towards a balcony of stone overlooking the whole of the district. She wears a long navy blue colored velvet coat with an ivory white velvet interior. Fastened into the coat are golden buttons going down the length stylized into her family crest. For leggings, you see a pair of black silk trousers where she keeps a dagger and a pair of knee-high black leather boots with white lace and with a solid black crown studded with a large opulent ruby at the front. Her face is slightly wrinkled around the eyes and has kind yet but they're kind and serious at the same time. And they're green. Forgot to mention that. Her once red hair is now a fine gray. This is Queen Geraldin. And with her appearance, the gathered guests break out into cheers and applause. 
She is a kind ruler, and has ruled since she was a young woman. The people of Anundial are quite fond of their queen. Standing beside her is a muscular orc man with reddish-brown skin, a shaved head, and a thick gray beard that he keeps tied off into numerous braids that reach down to his waist. He has gray eyes and two visible lower tusks pierced with rings. He wears a set of pearl white chainmail. Over his armor, he wears a heavy cloak with a fur collar made from yeti hide, and his left hand is made of solid silver. The people would know him as the crown general of the Queen's Guard, Fendrin Silverhand. Who spoilers, he was in the Asmodeus fight in Beneath the Tide. Helping out. Um, from behind the two of them comes an elf man, here we go, with slight muscle definition and wearing a long flowing series of high collared slate gray robes with a black silk tunic underneath and a set of chainmail over top said tunic. The collar of his robes reach up just below his earlobes. He has black hair tied into a long flowing ponytail and violet colored eyes. Pinned into the robes is the Geraldin crest and he's got a stern, serious expression. <clears throat> He steps up to the edge of the balcony and presses his hand to his throat, a slight magical glow emanating from around his hand. When the elf speaks, his voice booms out over the crowd. Gathered people, we are here to celebrate another glorious year for Anundil, for Dalnasra, and for the Geraldin Empire. I am pleased to have Ildar Trask of the Trask Meadery here to showcase his new pumpkin mead to celebrate the harvest. And the elf gestures a hand out towards a table where a stout halfling man sits with a bushy red beard and a tuft of curly red hair and a freckle-spotted face. The halfling waves sheepishly at the recognition. Finally, before our queen speaks, for this year's pumpkin contest, the winner will receive a trinket lost to the sands of Silgar for generations. I have procured the item with the aid of the Silgar Society of Archaeological Enthusiasts, which is not an easy task. So... Best of luck to all of our entrants, and I present to you, the Queen. And the elf steps aside to allow the Queen to step forth. <clears throat> thank you, Latimer. And thank you all for coming to yet another Harvest Call celebration. As is tradition, we celebrate with a grand feast to commemorate the harvest and another peaceful year here on the continent. If this is your first time attending this wondrous festival, I can assure you that you'll leave with full bellies and your thirst quenched. To echo the sentiments of Lord Meriden, we are very pleased to have the Trask Meadery providing the drinks for this year, and some lucky tables have been selected to try their newest product. And the Queen gestures to a group, to a good handful of tables where the people sat at them, seem quite pleased at their luck. The Trask Meadery is renowned for making some exquisite and superb mead all across the continent. <clears throat> Now, I'd like to settle the rumors of me stepping down from my duties as your queen. It is true that I've served for a long fifty years, but they've been some of the best of my life, and I have taken immense pleasure to serve you all, and will continue to do so. She raises her hands up. Now, let's get the celebration underway. So, what are you all doing at the Harvest Feast? Whoever wants to go first. Uh, <clears throat> I'll go. I... You know, uh, you're going to see me at the games tables. Ooh, I'm trying to make the coin. I'm trying to make some money. That's cash is king. And I'm trying, well, perhaps maybe I should price check first. Um, is there a, uh, is there a, a Smith around? Uh, yeah, totally. 
then a tiny little dragon man is going to walk his happy self up to uh, to a, to a smith. Okay, you walk up yourself up to a smith. Uh, it is a minotaur. Uh, shaggy black hair. He's like, oh hello. Uh, what could I do you for? Excuse me. Uh, could um, could you uh, spare a moment and possibly um. I was wondering if you could um. If you could take this sword and um, could you uh possibly uh make it lighter, make it uh uh, uh could you make it um faster for me to use? Could you could you could you make it um more for speed? And he holds up a longsword really high. Uh, have you tried using a rapier? Uh, or even a short sword, for that matter. It it is the sword is important. Um, and I I would like to keep the hilt, and and use the blade itself means a lot, but it doesn't mean anything if I if I can't. If I can't use it right. Uh, sure, I'll see what I can do. How, how much, how much money do you need? Uh, for a job like this, uh, two gold. I, I will be back. Oh, okay. Kind of just goes back to his work. I go to find two gold. Okay. Uh, if there's a if there's any if there's any games to play, I'm in it. Oh, there's a ton. Oh yeah. All right. Then I'm then I'm there. Okay. Specifically, if there's a knife throwing game, I'm into that. There is a knife throwing game, set up with targets, and the targets are like put onto hay bales. And uh, sending behind the sending at the game is a. Uh, tiefling with very ostentatious gold-plated horns uh, and uh, graying kind of skin. He's like, hello? Uh, good day. Uh, good day to you. I, I was wondering, um, could I possibly play uh, one of your games? If I could win, do I get some gold? Yes? Um... Well, the first place prize is a free bottle of mead from the Trask Meadery. How much to play? One copper. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I will, um... I will play. <laughs> oh, okay, one copper. And he hands you three daggers. Uh, if you hit the bullseye three times, that's first place. 
All right. Uh, you just have to hit the bullseye three times to win. All right. I'm. I'm. Uh, Danka. Oh boy. Oh, that's a cock. Then that's a reroll. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a uh, a fifteen, a natural twenty, and a fourteen. The natural twenty, right into the center. The other two off center. Just a little bit. Well, I guess um, I guess I'd like to try again. Another copper. Okay. And he pulls the daggers out, walks back over to you, hands you three three daggers again. Uh, twenty-five, uh, seventeen, and fourteen. The two into the center, and the fourteen does not hit the center. Goody gumdrops. Uh, once more. All right, another copper. <laughs> This might be the one. This might be the might be the one. Okay, so eighteen, nineteen, twenty-four. All three hit the center. He goes, Ah, oh, you did it. I'm the winner. Hands you a bottle of like mead. Danke. And I go start looking for someone to hustle. Okay. Uh, what's any, what's everybody else doing at the Harvest Festival? Who wants to go next? Uh, can I try to scan the crowd and look for a certain banker who's trying to sell my home? Uh, perception check. Hmm. That's okay. Um, 14? You don't find him. <laughs> I'm gonna go over to a stall um, that's selling turkey legs. Sure. Well, hello. You want turkey legs? The uh, fresh. I cut them off today. Fresh you don't have fresh off the turkey. They're real good. Uh, they're, they're sprinkled with salt. Are they cooked yet? Yeah. All right. I'll take two. Four copper. Four copper? Are you kidding me? No. This thing looks like it's been starving since last month. It hasn't. Come on, man. Four copper. I gotta make a living. Turkey legs are big. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna count up four copper and take one of the turkey legs. Take two turkey legs with me. Um, I think I'm just gonna wander back through the streets following some back alleys that I'm familiar with um, trying to get back to my parent shop okay and just squat down in front across the street and eat my turkey legs okay uh, who wants to go next if we're real going sad to... like yeah who wants to go next Dax is right next to Thranazart watching. They were looking over the pumpkin growing contest and admiring the grows and the various hues and she turns towards Thranazart. Mm-hmm. 
do you think he would appreciate getting a couple of the seeds from the winner? He didn't specifically mention he wanted them, but he might like them for his collection. The mind flare turns to you and speaks telepathically in your mind. He would love pumpkins, I'm quite sure. Who doesn't love pumpkins? Well, I don't know. Uh, I love pumpkins. Do you want me to go ask? Sure. Come along. Okay. You might, uh... They say no, you might, uh... Change their mind. (laughs) Yes. Dak starts walking over to, uh... Where the winner of the pumpkin growing contest is. Okay. Uh, It is a very rotund halfling. He's like, oh, hello. Um, can I assist you? Yeah, I won. Do you want a picture? Do you want a picture? Do you want a drawing with the pumpkin? You can stand by it and I'll get someone to draw a picture with you, of uh, a painting with you with my pumpkin. I would. Dax is going to like kind of kneel down so she's not towering over him. Oh yeah, you're a Goliath. You're like, Poof. So it's more of he'd be looking up at a human size. Yeah. And she just kind of looks at him, just asks, would it be all right if we could have a couple of your prize-winning seeds? Oh, of course, yes. Uh, How many do you want? Well, how many would you be comfortable with uh, passing along? Five. That would be more than gracious. But because it is a prize-winning pumpkin, two gold each. She looks to Thranazard. Thranazard like pulls out a little coin purse that he's been carrying. It's in the shape of a little brain. Um, Thranazard hands over the coins. And you're handed five pumpkin seeds. And like a little uh, burlap kind of sack. Thank you very kindly. I will let you know how they do in the uh, soil from where we get home. Okay. Well, I hope they can help you win next year. I think uh, our mutual associate uh, agrees with that, don't you think, Thranazard? Telepathically, yes. Thank you very much. And Thank you for the money. Use it wisely now. I will. I'm going to buy more seeds. I hope to see you next year here. You will. I'll win again. Ah, fair play. I'm (laughs) here for it. Good. I need more competition. Everybody else is not good at growing pumpkins. Well, how do you grow your pumpkins here? Why are they so rotund? Good soil. I usually grow most things. You need really good soil. Do you Why? speak to your pumpkins at night? Is yeah, some... sometimes they like to be. T- so you're, I recommend you talk to your crops because sometimes your crops can get lonely sitting in the field all day. So every night I walk out to the crops with my trusty stool and I talk to them. I hug them. I pat them. And then I go to bed. Is there 
do, do you sing more songs? Is it limericks? More limericks. Mm-hmm. Are these family pass downs? Is this something you come up with? I make them up on the spot usually. As long as it's from the heart, the the, the pumpkins understand. Has to come from the heart. Pumpkins know when you're lying. Pumpkins pumpkins know when it's not sincere. She looks towards Thranazart. Thranazart just looks confused. (laughs) In her mind, um, she's just thinking. She's just like, ah, from the heart or from the brain. And just kind of like as she's thinking that looks towards him. Nods. Well, thank you for your time. I will let you get back to your festivities, and we will see you again. Okay. That'd be very nice. And Dax picks out a hand to give a little shake. He shakes it. His his palms are kind of clammy. And he goes back to talking to his pumpkin. She kind of wipes it on her shirt sleeve and stands up and Starts walking with Radazart. Okay. Just kind of in their heads. That brings us to the last two. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can. Okay. <clears throat> well, Zen is probably just like, because there's just like rows of tables, right? Where the food oh, yeah. and festivities tons. are happening. Yeah, tons. Yeah. <clears throat> Ven is probably sitting and just at one of those long tables, just in the middle of just somewhere. Kind of, I imagine, probably kind of caught between two groups of like two established groups of people like a family on one side and some friends on the other and just the awkward solo person just kind of sandwiching between them uh sitting down at the table just you know finishing up taking some notes after the opening speeches and everything and uh then puts his puts a notebook away and then switches over to uh just like pulls the plate in front of him that he'd been eating from and just continues just munching on whatever he had been just kind of looking around observing his surroundings okay seeing what's going on just kind of people watching a bit okay anything else <laughs> no he's just kind of he's just kind of hanging out for now he's just kind of okay. he's here he's just here to just you know observe take it all in just kind of a little out of his element with all of these people around all right uh what about you, Garrett? <clears throat> uh, Druck pulled in, saw that a festival was happening, and is just going to town on the food. Ugh. <laughs> 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 and uh he'll be looking around for uh uh he's essentially gonna through all of these foods that he sees he's gonna try to taste everything but he's also trying to get uh rations additional rations um so um i don't know what exactly um what that would entail but that's that's what he's doing he's like 
pretty much grabbing certain items, wrapping them up, and putting them in his pack. There's definitely food there that would preserve better than some. Like, there's cooked meat here. That mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know? Yeah, no. But there's, He's like, eating that. there's like, there's, like, raw vegetables. There's cheeses. Like, there's big, there's, like, hundreds of wheels of cheese just scattered throughout. All sorts of stuff. Breads, grains, okay. pastries. There's, like, meat pies. There's jellied eels. Yeah. He'll take any and all um he'll he'll take uh as many of those as he can okay uh with uh five golds worth of stuff so how many how many units of rations could he get from that uh rations uh one day's worth of rations is five silver pieces so go to town What'd you say? Uh, one day's worth of rations is five silver pieces usually, so... And you're wanting to do five gold worth? Okay, yeah. So, quick math. So what is that, Sam? Uh, ten ten rations. rations. There you go. Oh, ten? that makes sense. Yeah, I'm dumb. So, so you're the guy putting crab legs in his pockets? Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, man. That's who drug is. Sometimes... We <laughs> all are impressed I've, I've, yep. been, I've been that person at a buffet. I've been to buffets where if you don't finish what's on your plate, they charge you for it. So I just... Oh. I bring takeout containers and I just go... <laughs> what food? Into the bag of holding. Yeah, yeah, I hate that rule. But I get why they do it. Anyways, yeah, you can take... Yeah, you get 10 days worth of uh, rations. <laughs> just cheeses, breads. There's like salted... There's like salted and cured meat. So like jerkies that you can take. There's grab that there's also stuff that's definitely not going to travel well like there's this there's this weird thing of fish that stinks like real bad and people are kind of like keeping their distance from it like it smells so bad like those people like there's like people three tables lengths away just trying to get away from the smell of that fish lutefisk surstroming (laughs) the fermented herring that real the stinks real bad Mm. Smells bad. Smells bad. Is there you Ludo? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was was just thinking about that. Yeah. Real Ludo vibes and it's great. Um, Mad about it. And bugbears kind of look like Ludo, so. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So, uh, you all are doing, you can do your own thing for as long as you want the Harvest Festival, but about, about. Uh, an hour in or more like two hours in uh, so the sun is completely set at this point uh, and there's the sound of a ding 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 to signify that everyone comes sit at the tables now and find a seat like you can still sit down and eat but this is when like dessert starts getting brought out and everything so everyone kind of sits down to try these desserts and it's also the mead tasting where everyone gets different meads they're passing around like casks of mead to each table and Um, people immediately begin diving into the leftover food and drink before them. People like can see this bugbear just like <laughs> uh, roars of laughter echoing across the entirety of the royal district, and we find ourselves sitting at the table of Ildar Trask, the stout halfling owner of the Trask Meadery, a few miles outside of the city. You've all heard about it. You've all the meat's here to try. Um, and the, the halfling is piling his plate high with roast boar and wild and said that wrong 
Roast boar and fried potatoes, not wild potatoes. Uh, he turns to an older human man in his early 60s with a coarse gray goatee, blue eyes, with a bald head covered in tattoos, wearing an orange robe with a pin of a tarasque clasped to the shoulder. And sat beside the older man, we find a rotund green tiefling with shorn-off horns. And Ildar is attempting to get the attention of the older man. Oh, I've always wanted to meet someone from the academy. Do you teach? And the halfling spits a bit of chewed-up meat onto the plate before, before him when he speaks. The older man, uh, I do. With very visible disgust at the chewed-up food getting sprayed out. And he's, like, cutting his potatoes with a knife and fork. Oh, that's wonderful. What do you teach? Uh, necromancy. And he just kind of, like, stares at the halfling. And the halfling goes, ah! Back to his meat. And this bald, tattooed man turns to the tiefling. Apologies. I didn't realize I was sat with someone else from the academy. And he gives Van a slight nod and smiles. I don't actually teach necromancy. Uh, I used to teach abjuration. But now I find myself confined to the Dreamweave, helping students find work post-sending. And he kind of holds a hand out to you. I'm Donis Trent. Wonderful to meet you. And you are... Oh, it's uh, very nice to meet you as well. Yes. And I'll pull out a hand and shake it. Uh, my name is oh, ahead, uh, my name is oh, sorry what go ahead sorry uh, my name is Ven Kihalis. Um I spend most of my time working in the infirmary oh oh you're that Ven uh, yes yes that's me cool it's wonderful to meet you uh, and Sam would you like to introduce what your character looks like yes uh, you kind of hit you you know we've got the picture right here and you kind of yeah. hit it but I'll uh, go over it uh, yeah Ven is a uh, he has a, uh, 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 let's start from the top down, uh, silver hair that is like, looks like it should be kind of like the short on the sides, a little longer on the top haircut, but he is frequently very late in getting haircuts, so it's always like way too grown out version of that. Uh, solid yellow eyes, like completely solid across, no pupil or anything. Uh, emerald green skin, uh, little little spectacles on the end of his nose. Uh, and his horns are, yeah, uh, shorn off and shaved down to just like nubs, uh, kind of like right at the temples. Um, a get a, got a got a good sized belly on him that kind of that you know presses up against the table as he sits down to eat, <laughs> uh, wearing a um, very uh, uh, and he has a red bright red cloak that with like gold feathered trim like or a, a pattern of feathers in gold along the edge that v is very contrasting with the rest of his clothes which are very much just like basic homespun like shirt and pants and gloves that otherwise look relatively unremarkable and this cloak is much nicer than anything else he's wearing um it's good to have uh good healers in the infirmary uh I always appreciate have after a job going to the infirmary and being healed up. Haven't been there in some time though. Now that I'm no longer at the school, but is it? Oh yes, up well? uh, oh yes, it's doing quite well. Uh, my I I mostly spent time with the the ailing students who had uh, run into an experiment or two that had gone awry. The usual uh, accidental burns in learning spellcraft, those sort of things. You know, the first time they try to cast firebolt and they singe their fingers. A lot of uh, a lot of burn and a lot of burn and acid treatment and some, some frostbite as well from the uh, from the frost spells. But you uh, you should have seen the infirmary about thirty five years ago. 
it was packed with students. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. I don't envy the people uh, who worked it at that time. <laughs> I I would imagine, yes. I don't mean to brag, but have you heard of me before? I mean, I've I worked at the school for quite some time, so I'm familiar with uh, quite a few of the faculty. So I happen to be one of the combatants in the fight with Osmodius on Dombrey Cove. Where are you? Yes, I was setting up abjuration wards and whatnot. Would you mind uh, terribly if I just uh, asked you a few questions I about that uh, incident? Oh, um, excellent. Uh, let me just... Uh, um, what what manner of wards did you use in, in protecting the island from such a, from an infernal incursion? Glyphs of warding. Uh, Glyphs of warding, all yes, right. Yes, I was doing that with the assistance of a very accomplished wizard at the time. Um, and then that was about it. My, uh, my, my... Um, my studies to to indicate that there was a, a, a dome, a, a, ah, the word, what's the word? It's methyl. escaping me. Methyl, yes, yes, that there was a methyl also protecting. Uh, did yes. you assist in that as well? I did. Hmm. And so did the wizard that I mentioned, who I lost I track see. of. I see, I see. Yeah, it's that dude. <clears throat> it's, uh, very exciting. I don't, it's, it's, uh, I try to take every opportunity I can when I meet a, a, a living piece of history like this. Yes. I didn't think of myself as living piece of history, but I am getting up there in age, so... Well, well <laughs> not to say anything of your age, but uh, I just, I, in my, in my understanding, those who find themselves at the center of uh, large historic events rarely think of themselves as exactly that. I have a. I also have a, uh, a hint. Not a hint, but more of a uh, tip for you. Oh yes, what's that? Once your hair starts thinning, take it off. Go bald. That is that is good advice, I suppose. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, I've noticed a little bit of uh, a little bit of a retreat in the troops up front, but uh, hopefully we can hold the line for some years to come. I was thinking of creating a spell to regrow hair but lost interest <clears throat> mm. I imagine that one could make a quite a bit of money selling that to the royal t royals and nobility of the land or cause chaos with it <laughs> well depending on how the spell works I suppose indeed well hmm. I like you. Oh, well, thank you thank you very much that's appreciated Further down the table, we see a goblin in a long set of billowing purple robes wearing a wide-brimmed pointed purple hat. The goblin is wearing a set of circular glasses with very rose-tinted lenses. Very Alucard, I think his name is, from Helsing? What's his name? Whatever. The goblin places a deck of strange purple cards on the table amidst people devouring food and slamming down drinks. Oh, come on, dearie! And she fans out a deck of 100 or so cards towards this human-looking individual with slightly short brown hair. You have an aura about you, and I'm very keen on what the cards have to say. And the goblin woman flashes a smile of mossy, broken teeth. Kate, if you'd like to introduce your character and tell us what we see. But also, roll me a d100. 
once you're done. Oh, oh boy. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Do that later. Um, Kenna is very average looking. Um, you know, mossy brown hair cut short, except for like two little uh, hanging bits in the front. Um, they've got, you know, just very plain natural colors to blend in with their environment. Um, basic weapons that looks like they were just handed them on their way out of town, but don't quite know how to use to their full capability. Um, and like a little underfed. Um, yeah, just very average. Nothing nice. quite special about them. <laughs> Pick a card. Are you gonna you you scamming me here? No, no money. You just I just you take a card, and I read your fortune. All right. She like take grabs a potato and just like starts sucking the butter off of it and eats it. Mm -hmm. Hard to eat food with these teeth. Uh, you know you can just mash it up. No, I don't like to mash. All right, I pulled card number fifty-four. Fifty-four. She's like, oh, look at this one. <laughs> and on it is a rat. You drew the rat. It means there could be subterfuge and underhanded dealings in your future. Ooh. A spy or thief lies in your future. <laughs> a spy or thief? Yeah. Yeah. Subterfuge. All right. Um, I'm gonna go sit down now. You are sitting down. Right. Um. And you're, and the goblin is sitting next to me. Like across from, and then she just okay. After that happens, she puts the cards away, and then just completely ignores you and goes back to her food. Okay. Like just out of nowhere, just okay. I was, I'm done now, and then. Now I remember why I left this town in the first place. Okay. You're still here. Uh, indeed I am. That is a correct observation. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And then a bit uh, oh. oh, uh, and they just get out their journal and start writing. Okay. Amidst the roars of the laughter, of the laughter, near the end of the table, we find ourselves looking at a mind flare in billowing black robes set next to a goliath in an almost similar outfit the elephant is sucking the brains out of the head of a whole roast pig and turns to the goliath the juice is dripping down their tentacles i think it was a good training session today and the pumpkin seeds great good stuff i love pumpkin seeds and a few more sessions like that and i say you could take on the elder brain yourself i'm gonna get us some drinks to celebrate do you want anything? Yes, but uh, whatever you'll bring me, I, I am good with that. I trust your judgment. Okay, okay. And the illithid stands up, and illithids on an undial are not rare occurrences because everybody would know there's a whole settlement of good aligned and uh, illithids on this con that escaped the elder brain that are not under its influence, so they're good aligned. And it kind of drifts off and. Brittany, if you'd like to describe what we see. 
You just see Dax kind of shake their head as a couple of the drops of the juices from that pig's brain come off Theranozart's tentacles. And you would see Dax, she is a Goliath, but you would notice that they don't have the normally distinct tattoo markings that most of them, if not all of them, have. And their skin is, looks like it's almost glowing a bit purple, or maybe it's just the light of the party. You don't know if you're just looking at her. She has... She has the stature of a Goliath, for sure. She has these wonderful muscles, as she you can see her eating a couple of legs from a turkey. Wonderful. Super juicy from that nice merchant. And you see her kind of fiddling around in her hand. She has this ring on her finger, just kind of fiddling around with it. The most Goliaths that you've seen around, they don't wear that much clothing. You know, they're out there. They're in the wild. They're fighting. They're killing all their stuff. But you see her that she's wearing clothes, you know. Very nice. She has purple robe, like purple clothing on and belts and it's you're looking towards between the mind flare and her and you're just like huh, interesting. And she's about Seven, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. But you're you're not gonna ask her any questions about why she looks that way. How tall is she? Seven feet. Oh yeah. Actually, that's a good question. How tall is Ven, and how tall is uh, Kenna? Oh, uh, Ven is five foot eleven. Uh, Kenna is, I believe, five seven. Let me double check. Oh, five five. They're, they're like average. Okay. Near the head of the table, just so everybody knows, you're all sitting at the same table. Near the head of the table, Eldar the Halfling has now gone to talk to other people, just interrupting them while they're eating. Most of them seem annoyed at his insistence on asking them questions about themselves. And then the Halfling kind of punches this kobold in the shoulder. At least you can protect us if something bad happens. Punches the kobold playfully. If you ever want a paying gig to protect my metery, let me know. And the halfling beams wide at this kobold. And Caleb, if you'd like to introduce what we see. Uh, so you see a kobold who is taller than average height for a kobold. So uh, they'd be like two and a half feet. And he's like knocking on two nine. Nice. So little taller. So knocking on two nine, like two eight and three quarters, but two nine. Uh, uh, and he's got um, what appears to be like training armor on, like uh, armor you would see on like a child that's been, it looks like it wasn't meant for him. He's got this chain mail and um, it's like gauntlets that are just a little bit too big and uh, a helmet that's just that will slide down in front of his eyes every so often um, and uh, as the light starts to fade you start to it's his face starts to look um, <clears throat> less and less distinct like if he stood uh, next to the brick buildings without his armor on 
without the gleam of his armor, he would uh, disappear into the wall because his coloring is uh, gray and slightly speckled like the stone of the uh, old uh, temple district. Uh, he's also got uh, it, that that is it would all fade except for his uh uh violet eyes uh that he has and uh on the armor <clears throat> that he's using um as a shield as a like a full shield for him is a uh buckler an old old like what would be like a buckler for like uh like a like like a big like seven and a half foot like being like a big being this would be like their oh this is a small shield for me but for him it's a full shield uh and it has a symbol of a very of a long nearly forgotten god there's a symbol of a like a dragon on it um and a sword that's certainly too big for him and a dagger that looks just about right uh, uh, what did you say about uh, pain? This is this. Yeah, after this uh, festival, you should come to my meadery, and if you want a a paying gig, you can help guard it at night. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh well, um, I'm. I'm trying to get the uh, the money together so that I can um, uh, be properly equipped with uh, the right equipment. I'm perfect. Do you, do you do you want to buy this mead I won? He looks at it. I make that mead. Shit. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, sorry. Um. Okay, <laughs> he jets away to try and find some other way to make quick cash, okay. so that he can be prepared. Okay, a handful and, and of, okay. A handful of children approach the end of the table near the Illithid and the Goliath, and approach a large furred bugbear sitting at the table. One of the children is a rather plump little boy, who starts tugging on the bugbear's arm playfully. And the other three are running around the table, adjacent table, and you can see the parents mouthing apologies at everybody. You remind me of my teddy. And the little boy produces a small patchwork bugbear and shows it off to the bugbear. Do you want to play uh, with him? Play with what? My teddy. He squints. It's a patchwork little bugbear. Yeah. He like... can't. He can't see it. <laughs> um. Thank you. And he'll like go to grab it and like fake look at it <laughs> yeah and what do, is what does everybody see nice. oh. thank you and what does everybody see describe your character uh standard bugbear fair <laughs> he looks he looks like every other bugbear you've seen uh slouched kind of not really wanting to exude a whole lot of energy but with 
uh, incredible damage potential because of Bugbear's inherent, like, uh, muscular structure. Um, and he's wearing what uh, we know as, like, a Roman gladiatorial leathers, like, light leathers, um, with, like, a almost a gladiatorial leather skirt. Um, all pretty much because he's covered in hair and fur so <laughs> wearing regular armor would and, and like clothing would really suck <laughs> so <laughs> he uh, he makes do with uh, uh, with what little he has and how tall uh, are they uh, Druk is 7 feet 3 inches tall nice um, as you're all gathered here you're all watching this and coin as you're getting away to go on there's a shriek and a gasp and the sound of <laughs> horrific vomiting coming from the table to your left so you're all set at the same table to your left and those of you that glance over see the sight of four individuals dressed in opulent noble clothes that have gone incredibly blue and purple in the face and are spewing copious amounts of blood onto the table and each other should have taken smaller bites. Uh, someone help! Oh, good the, heavens. One of the guests at the table screams, pointing at the vomiting individuals. As some of the crowns guard rush over, the four individuals that are vomiting collapse to the ground and go still. Uh, I'm gonna get up and rush over to them. Okay. They're dead. Uh, so am I. They're dead. I would, I would too, I would, I would run over and place a hand and Baham would bless you and lay on hands. They're dead, yeah. Like vomit, they're like, um, they're gone already. At the head of your table, you can see Ildar Trask, the halfling, go as white as a ghost as one of the guards begins inspecting the figures, and the three of you are also inspecting. They they died, and it was quick. Um, and there is a very strong scent of pumpkin mead emanating from the table and the four individuals that have collapsed. The guard stands up. Oh, what's up? Uh, I was gonna try to sniff one of their mugs smells to like see. Pump, smells like pumpkin mead, with a hint of. Give me a nature check. I'm not intelligent. Rolls, 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 rolls. Uh, nature is a thirteen. It just smells like pumpkin mead and vomit. Um, and the guard. Real quick, Justin. Yes. Okay. So the halfling that the halfling that owns the meadery, yeah, is what was his name? Ildar Trask. Okay, and then the guy, the bald wizard, his name was Donis Trent. Got it right. Trask and Trent. Okay, that's yeah. why I mixed them up. Okay. Uh, and the guard stands up, produces a set of manacles, and starts shackling Ildar Trask. Ildar Trask, you're under arrest for the murder of the Norn Guard family. And Ildar's just like um 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 um. um, um. He looks around at everybody. He locks eyes with every single one of you except the three that are investigating the, the dead people before he's carried to off towards an undeal keep. And one of the guard remains and begins questioning nearby tables. Uh, and another guard approaches the five of you who were seen at the same table. Um, he also gathers uh, the goblin card reader and Donna Trent. Uh, I just need you all to ask. I need you all so I can ask. I need. Oh, jeez. I just need to ask you all some questions. Uh, yes, I'd be happy to cooperate. Uh, 
Let's go to a less chaotic area, please. Follow me. And I bring this. And he holds up a big turkey leg. Uh, sure, yes. Thorks. Uh, what was the name of the family? Norengard. N-O-R-E-N-G-A-R-D. Thank you. Note takers. How nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So the crowns guard nods and starts leading you all away. And the other guards that are on scene begin cordoning off the table. And you can overhear one of the guards calling for a healer. But... I mean, they're dead. There are um, ways. Yeah. The five of you and the others are brought into a rather large room in the keep. And you can see Crown's guard on alert in the halls. You can overhear them speaking about the incident. It can overhear the words poison, mead, and trask. One of the guards motions for the ones, one he's speaking to to shush and points to your group bring, being brought in to be questioned. The room you're brought into is decorated with a large stone table of white marble and a large black iron chandelier on the ceiling filled with a plethora of dull gray colored candles. Fifteen or so stools are sat around the table and the guard escorting motions you all to take a seat. He's like, oh, please take a seat. Uh, just some formalities we have to go over since you're at the table and seen with talking to him, just formalities. Uh, Kenna will sit down first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have, I have nothing to hide. Great. Weird, oh, but okay. Happy to assist. Is Thranazart with Dax? Nope. Dax just doesn't say anything and just sits down. You all have nothing to worry about. We just need to ask you some questions regarding what happened. Uh, we'll be back here in a few minutes. Relax. Compose yourselves. And he gestures to a large iron keg nestled on the middle of the table and motions to the small ceramic cups that have been placed around. Uh, coffee, in case you need it. And then he walks out of the room, closes the door, and you can hear the faint noise of it being locked. Did they realize that uh, someone just got poisoned? And they're giving us free coffee. Yeah, I, I found That's... that very funny. Is that they would try to give us yeah. a didn't make ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so it's very weird. <laughs> Ben's gonna lean across the table and just get really? himself a cup of coffee. Really? Well, what are the odds that someone poisoned this urn of coffee in this random room? Surprisingly high. Uh, I'd assume we'd like hot coffee, yes? And he waves his hand. You can hear the contents of the keg start to boil. Oh, thank you. Uh, though I've already poured mine, so I'm going to... It's cold. Uh, it's definitely like cold, room temperature coffee. Uh, wave, or pull out, uh, reach into my belt, pull, Ren reaches into his belt, pulls out a wand about this long with like a uh, little hunk of like purple quartz on the end wrapped in wire. And then he just waves it over the cup that he uh, that he just poured himself and just abracadabra. And he's gonna press the digitation, it warmer. <laughs> abracadabra. That is the uh, incantation I decided is, fits for press digitation. Oh, well, well. It's a lot easier to say. Well, mm -hmm. now this is interesting. None of us know each other, yet here we are. Shall we see what the cards say? And the goblin woman with the purple brimmed hat produces the deck of cards. I don't trust soothsayers, 
Donis Trent mentions, rolling his eyes. Uh, we may be here a while while the guards investigate, and I'd rather not sit in silence. I'm Donis Trent. <laughs> and you all are... Uh, well, uh, if, there, if we're having introductions, uh, my name is uh, Ven Kihalis. Nice to meet all of you. Anna. Uh, Druck's starting to look very lethargic after eating as much as he has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Coin. Nice to meet you, Coin. Um, Jenna, Coin, Druck. Druck, nice to meet you. Mm, sure. And you are? Dex. Uh, I'm going to turn to the to the goblin with the deck of cards. Yeah. Um, your name, please. Oh fuck. <laughs> it's an interesting. That's an interesting name. What uh, what nationality? <laughs> Madam it Mince. rhymes with drug. Madam, Madam what was it? Mince, like mince meat. I see. It's because I like to mince people if they're mean to me. Does she? Insight check. Yeah, that's an insight check from me too, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, insight. That's a 19. Okay. Ooh, I think that might be a... <laughs> oh. Stout eight. <laughs> yeah. Coin? Oh, yeah. She definitely minces people. Kenna? Fuck no. She's elderly. Is it? Is it they just they just snicker. Yeah. Like scrooch back on my stool that <laughs> just I should draw a card for all of our outcomes. Today, maybe they'll find us guilty. Maybe one of you all are the killers. Yes? Yes? Honestly, ma'am, I don't think anyone in this room could kill someone except maybe you over there. And I nod to Dax. You're correct. The group's collected card is the mountain. <laughs> it means, it could mean an unusually large person. I look over to Drek. What? <laughs> Uh, you all see, you all see Coin like holding himself a little higher. Like, <laughs> no one looking. Oh. You, you give fortunes, lady. Yes. Would you do mine? I just did the mountain, but sure, I'll do a separate one. Pick a card. <laughs> okay, and just roll a d hundred. Yeah. 41. Yeah. The funeral. An ending or a conclusion. A bittersweet parting. Someone who has come to you because of a mutual loss. Oh. The funeral. Hmm. Probably my last group. 
<laughs> and he'll like he'll take his arms and then just kind of bury his head in his arms and then try to look like he's trying to go to sleep. Okay. Um, a few minutes later, the door opens, and in comes a hobgoblin with shoulder-length black hair that is streaked with wisps of gray and tied into a top knot. Their face is slightly weathered, and they're wearing a collection of red and gold robes with a phoenix pin clasped to their shoulder. The robes are kind of similar to the robes you see Ven wearing. Uh, around the hobgoblin's neck is an amulet of the Geraldin family crest and a braided short black beard that smells heavily of pine. Uh, and they appear to be in their late 50s. And they scan the room, looking at everybody. Donis, it's been some time. And the two wizards clasp hands together in a big handshake, similar to the one in Predator. Just poof. <laughs> Nearly four decades, if I recall. The hobgoblin looks at everybody. To business, then. I am Dor. D-O-R, if you'll need the spelling. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. I, I do appreciate the, it, yes. I am one of the crown's diviners. We seek out and find truths that may be concealed or forgotten. I'm here to learn what I can about today's unfortunate incident. The crown is slightly on edge with the disappearance of the queen's son last year, as you all know of. So, a situation like this needs to be handled with care. The crown believes Ildar Trask poisoned the pumpkin mead. I hope none of you drank the pumpkin mead. That was given to the Noringod family. We found more bottles of this mead having been poisoned, but thankfully no additional fatalities. Due to your close proximity of the incident, and due to some of you having been seen speaking to Mr. Trask, the clown wants to rule things out, such as the involvement of others. Uh, Excuse me, I I wanted to say that uh, I've... I won a bottle of Zemeed in a game. And he puts it on the table. Uh, oh, thank you. I might have to confiscate that for safety purposes. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh yes. Did you spend any money on it? Um, I'll reimburse you. The round uh, that I had won, I spent one copper. Hands you one copper. Just like... Uh, where was I? Uh, may I ask what poison was used? Donis asks, and it's interesting. No poison was detected, but instead some residual mold. And Trask is adamant that he had no part in the poisoning. The crown does want answers, but crown's guard are too busy ensuring the queen is protected. They're paranoid someone is trying to get to her. They're ordering an investigation of the Trask meadery outside of the city. If some of you were to helm this investigation, you could aid in the clearing in the name clearing the name of an innocent man and also yourselves, which again no one thinks you did had any part in this, but helping would help. Uh, if he's convicted, unfortunately he'd be put to death as is the punishment for murder such as this. If it is murder. Let the cards show the truth Ah, oh, Madame Mintz. I could actually use your mind with the questioning of Mr. Trask. And Donis if you wouldn't mind setting up some wards for us to ensure Trask doesn't escape, just in case he is guilty. And uh, Donis stands up, pats Ven on the shoulder. Uh, it was very nice to meet you. Uh, you as well. Uh, keep at it. Thank I li- you. I like your wand. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and he approaches the door. And then the hobgoblin uh, that leaves the five of you to helm the investigation. 
Uh, head to the Trask Midri outside of the city. It's only a couple of miles outside of the city. And find any evidence that you can. If you can. And if you do find anything, bring it back here to an you'll keep and ask to speak to me. I will ensure each of you are well compensated for your time, and I have no doubt you will be successful. Flashes a smile and hands and produces a key to the meadery. Mr. Tras gave us this key. It will get you into the meadery. Best of luck. Who wants to take the key? Who am I giving the key to? Who is responsible? I actually had, you know, a question about reimbursement. Uh, it's not reim- What about the reimbursement? I mean, you said we were getting paid or something. Yeah, if you bring back evidence of what happened, yes. Is that, you know, could we exchange or change that reward money for, you know, like, no taxes for a year or something like that? No, 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 nothing like that. cool. I don't have the the capabilities of doing such a thing. Cool. I swear by the light of the platinum one, we will do this for you. Oh, thank you. Hands you the key. That's <laughs> it. Shoves it around the helmet. Just you know, you can take your helmet off. What? Take it off. You don't have to wear it all the time. No, I'm fine. Flip. <laughs> oh, he's got one of the visors. Uh, yeah. Amazing. He's falling up and down. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I love coin. Yeah. Uh, and the hobgoblin turns to the spot and walks out with Madame Mince and Donis. And the guard comes back. Uh, I believe Dor told you what we need. What's going on? Cool. Yeah. Do you need an escort out of the keep? Nah, I know my way out. Um. I'd like to escort you regardless, just because of what's happening. Alright. Why not? Oh, understandable. If you can spare the effort, then oh, I, uh, sure. I'm not doing much of anything. Just sort of, this is what I've been told to do. Interesting, alright. Uh, what's to- your name? Uh, fuck, again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I said I wanted NPCs! <laughs> this happened in the last game, and I just kind of went, uh... There you go. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Holding your feet to the fire with names. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy name generator. Yes, but who are the name? Name everyone in the family portraits as we walk past. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, I am. Oh, that's a good name. That's a good name. I am Lars Stag Whisper. Lars Stag Whisper. Is it, is it an S at the end of Lars and at the beginning of Stag Whisper? No, it's just Lar, L-A-R. Lar Stag Whisper. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Oh. Uh, from the Noble Stag Whispers. Not really. He starts, leading, he starts leading you through the city. And he's the he's a crowns guard. Yep. Okay. So dressed in like that platinum dragon-looking armor. Are all of you leaving? Uh, it's time to go. Wake him up. Try and shove him away. No questions? They said they would ask us questions. No, we answered everything that was necessary. Oh, so we're free to go. No, no, we got a job. A job? Yes, uh, Dora will be paying you quite well if you come back with evidence of the metery incident. 
moved on. Uh, what happens if we come back and there was no evidence and he was not guilty? Then they found a new suspect? Most likely, yes. We find a new suspect. Oh. But you, you still get, you'll, you'll still be compensated for your time. Oh, wunderbar. <laughs> yeah. We just hope there's evidence. <laughs> uh, he's currently leading you through the royal district, uh, out of the keep. Uh, people are st the the harvest festival is being cleaned up. Uh, the bodies are long gone, but the remains of the fluids are still on the ground. Um, and they have like some some mages at the Soulspire Academy, some students, just here to do like press a digitation and clean things up. And Ben, you you would have seen these kids around. They've been in the infirmary a couple times. Don't know their names. Um, so I don't have to fucking say them. And, um... Give them a polite wave as I go by. They're just here to do menial cleanup. And they wave. Eventually. You're all brought to the outer gates of the capital. And out into the countryside. And you see stretching farmlands all around. Rolling hills. And the Geraldine wilderness dominating the surrounding area. The sky is a serene purple. Fireflies dance about in the air, and the road stretches onward towards the south. Farmhouses scatter the landscape as you find yourselves in the central portion of the Crown Lands. A sign, nestled about 15 feet away, mentions that Trask Meadery is about 3 miles to the south, as is the settlement of Belgrove, which is about 80 miles to the south, and it's currently about 7pm. And you're all brought out uh, on the road in front of the capital the guard goes uh, best of luck hope you find evidence we really like old Artrask we don't want to have to yeah uh, we'll do our best excellent okay and he walks back into the city do you have torches it might get dark soon uh, alright I got it and I'm gonna do produce cast produce flame. Okay, he's in like, my oh. oh, he just turns around and walks back into the city and the gates close. Uh, I gave you all the map. I think it's in the Discord. If you wanna, I might repost it okay. just because it's probably up a bit. All right. Um, do any of us really uh, need this extra light? We can all see in the dark. Oh, I yes, I have a a bit of uh, uh, the darkness does isn't the darkness isn't terribly difficult for me, you know. So that's that's a I'd be fine without it. I've never been afraid of the dark. Just the things that move in it. All right. And I'm going to put out my flame. Okay. <laughs> That's a good thing to be scared of. Quiet. So real quick, does that mean the entire party has dark vision? I think so. Dax doesn't. Dax. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, aren't you? Dax are you has a... other things. Glyathon has. Okay. Glyathon has dark vision. Oh. Okay. Yep. Uh, Dax, I didn't hear anything from you. Are you good? Can you see? 
Enough. Then she looks towards Coin. Just says, I'll kill the things in the dark for you. Doctor, uh, what happened to your friend? Your friend with the. If you're referring to Ranazard. Oh! Can handle himself. Trust me. Wunderbar. And she's gonna kind of lean down towards you. Just make sure you don't catch him when he needs a snack. I'm kidding. <laughs> Takes two large steps away <laughs> just okay. to get it. Just to get a good lead off base if he needs to run. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna as as he's looking nervous, I'm just gonna cast light on his helmet. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't eat intelligent creatures' brains. So do with that information as you wish, coin. Yes, yes, so good. Uh, why did you make me a lighthouse? So you would never be in the dark? No, I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of things that can see me in the dark, and now I'm maybe the oh. most visible. I am yeah. certainly <laughs> the most... Like a... <laughs> I hate uh, to admit it, you've made the smallest person here the most visible snack for the darkness. That is what you've done. I am I am oh, I am the most illuminated snack for midnight munchings is what you have made me. That is that is that is what I have become. What I am ha- What would happen if Ogden and Coin were in the same room talking to each other? <laughs> I, I would pay good money to see that. <laughs> it's so hard to ca- stay in character when Caleb says anything. It's so good. I love that. Oh, Avas uh so um <laughs> I dropped uh, light. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, I was afraid I'd have to take off my helmet. You know, you always, you've got to be prepared for anything. You also, uh-huh. at that time, when it was lit, you notice there is a scab, a red scab from how many times that keeps falling. The helmet keeps falling onto the bridge of its nose. And there's like, definitely like a little scar now. Have, yeah, have you just thought about getting a helmet that's the correct size? For your face, or like cutting a little notch where your snout goes. He gives you a look that absolutely he has never <laughs> thought of that. Like just like that, like that thunderstruck, like different armor, <laughs> like. Uh, I, I will check the perimeter. All right. Uh, I'll go with you, big guy. Oh, we uh, we we are on our way to the uh, uh, the metery to the to the metery. Yeah, yeah. I yes. believe that's the plan. Yes, it's right there, right? 
Oh, oh, three miles away. Oh, Mm. in the distance, but you know, like 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. An hour. So good. Uh, Does anybody know any walking songs? Any songs to sing while you walk? I remember a grape crushing song. Drug goes ahead about 30 feet in front of everyone okay. and just uh, is just kind of getting in front of everything and uh, keeping an eye out. Yeah, perception check. You're currently, you guys not, are not going to have to worry about the wilderness, really, because you're still in farmlands. There's mm-hmm. a lot of farmhouses and open fields, so yeah, no dangers. Put the coin puts eleven. The... Yeah, it's safe. Yeah, just some farmers out in their fields. Talking uh, as... Nobody likes someone who talks too much. I think you're start... funny. What? I think you're funny. Oh, wunderbar. In like a good way, though. Like Great. you keep the mood light. Yeah, like fun, fresh. Ooh, let's go uh, solve a mystery. Speaking speaking of that mystery, I'd say once we're a, a little ways away from the city, does anyone else think this is rather odd? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Off in the distance, you hear Druk go. Ruff. Elaborate. Well, we're, uh, we are um, a random collection of people that happen to have just been sitting at the same table, and we've essentially just been deputized into investigating a fairly high-profile murder, as far as I can tell. Not to mention the fact that they said that they needed us to do this because they were low on personnel, but the Crown's Guard that escorted us specifically stated that he has nothing to do at the moment. You, are you saying that they think it was an inside job? I don't know. I'm just. I just think it's strange that we're the ones investigating this. As far as I know, none of us have qualifications in the realm of in, in criminal criminal investigation. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I got to speak with with, with uh, <laughs> I got to speak with uh, with some of us are still we're almost there we're getting it. we're getting our <laughs> getting our thinking our teeth into it is what we're trying to do. Uh, uh, I had a com- conversation with the uh, the Trask. He said he wanted to uh, to hire me for a job. Yeah, after the after the festival. He was going to hire me to maybe uh, patrol to to protect the meadery. So maybe he was uh, worried he would have to beef up the the perimeter. Maybe he maybe we'll go and it'll be super easy because he needed to hire someone. Maybe I don't I don't know. But he, that's I had a quick quick chat with him. I tried to sell him his own mead. He didn't. He was not impressed. When I tried to sell him his own mead, I can't imagine he was. No, I did not know it was his mead. I will be honest. I I found that out in the moment, that it was his mead. 
Hmm. Right. It was an accident. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah. Yeah, as in it was not on purpose. I did not know. I I, I thought maybe I'd, I'd get some money for it. Interesting. So you, you, uh, excuse me, your name, Ven, was the name? Uh, yes. Yes, you seem to be friends with, uh, with the people who were giving us this suspicious quest. So maybe you have some more insight than the rest of us. Well, actually, um, tonight was the first time I've met those two. Um, we both, uh, I've spent some time at the Soul Spire Academy and, um, both of them appear to uh, 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 Trent Donis Trent uh, has studied there, and I believe the other based a uh, door based on the um, presence of the Phoenix pin. Uh, was it a cloak or a pin? Both. Okay. Uh, given the presence presence of the Phoenix cloak and pin, uh, must have uh, also studied the academy as well. So um, it's a bit of a uh, pr- produces a bit of familiarity for those of us who run into each other in the world, but uh, we've never met before tonight. Oh, so so you are also one of the one of the book magic people? Uh, yes, and he like pulls his cloak back, and there's a there's a like book magic, yeah, spell book like kind of hanging from his belt. Oh, the the book magic. I use I use the books for learning about about religion and gods and to oh. history, but I've never used a, a spell book. That seems like it's hard. Is it hard? Well, it does take some uh, time and training to learn how to uh, how to do properly. That's very that's very cool. Oh, thank you. That you use you use uh, you use words and and pieces of things to to fight and to 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 study and to to detect. Well, uh, mostly study and detect of the list. Uh, fighting is uh, not uh, something I try to avoid. Oh, I've seen someone set another another person on fire with a piece of a bat. Uh, yes, uh, magic can be very dangerous and destructive, but um, that's an application that I do my best to avoid. Do you ever use a bat to try and set another person on fire? Uh, no, um, I, I can't say I have, no. Have you ever tried to, to set another person on fire with another type of animal? Not with any type of animal before, no. Have you ever tried to set anyone on fire while jumping through the air? I can't say that I have. I have. Ooh. Did you do it? Did it, was, did it work? Did it work? <laughs> did it work? You'll have to ask at another time. Oh, you're so coy. (laughs) I'm really not. It was just like, I really didn't want to tell the story right now. Okay. That seems like a a missed opportunity for kinship. Uh, Pardon me. It was an accident, okay? I was trying to do a cool flip, and I accidentally set my mentor on fire, okay? Oh, Mentors hate when when their proteges set them on fire. Yeah, they do. That is that is I, I that's like day one stuff that you learn. More like day three hundred and fifty-seven. Oh, goodness, 
that's a hard way to learn after so much time and friendship. Have you ever have you ever set anyone on fire, Dax? Not yet. Cool. <laughs> hey, truck. Have you ever set anyone on fire? I've cooked a lot of meat. Ooh. That sounds very ominous. It sounds like he's being coy as well. Everyone's coy. Everyone's oh, so coy. I've, I've cooked a lot of meat. I've set things on fire. Have you been killed things with fire? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, it got very intense there. I was kind of going for something more lighthearted, and, and then it got so real that I feel like I may have uh, stepped on to your boundary limits, and I apologize. I have not killed something with fire. Okay. But perhaps we can add a yurt. To that. A lot of amb amb ambitious pyromaniacs in our group. You were one asking about fire a lot. That's true. That's true. You know, it takes one to know one, is what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this group is a dumpster fire and I love it. <clears throat> uh, what Fuck I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, would would I be uh, would I recognize what a platinum dragon god was referring to? Religion check. Okay. With a fat DC. Okay. Okay, so Bahamut is not well known. Okay. Not in this time period. I see. Okay. Let's uh, go. Sixteen. Nope. Okay. Are there any? birds flying overhead like any crows or any owls uh, out hunting bats bats all right oh, bats don't make any... why would i do that noise for a bat nah. they're weird looking bats oh it's bigger than normal they're yeah these may make they sound like ducks nah. <laughs> sure why not fantasy oh my god a duck billed batipus <laughs> <laughs> Duck-billed platypus. Um. Uh, it's it's we're in the Avatar universe when it comes to animals. They're all oh, combo animals. Uh, nice, nice. All right. Cool. Well, uh, after about an hour of these questions regarding have you burned fire, you know, uh, you all come to a large rectangular building. So it's eight p.m. now, so it is dark now. Uh, you come to a large rectangular building nestled next to a small stream where a large wheel is moving in the water, generating some form of current. There's a large sign nestled near the road that reads Trask Metery and shows the visage of Ildar Trask, the halfling you met at the feast. A small cobblestone path leads towards the building from the road, and the smell of honey is quite noticeable. Even from the road, amidst all this farmland, you can smell just honey. And the buzzing of bees. The building is made from gray brick, and has a very well-made wood-paneled roof complete with chimney. 
to the sides of the meter you can make out numerous beehives and trees growing which are mostly bearing apples at this time of year. Beyond this small orchard of apples it's a field where large pumpkins are growing, clearly for the sole purposes of the pumpkin mead. No one appears to be currently at the meadery. Most of the staff, including Ildor, were most likely at the harvest festival. On the western side of the building appears to be a loading dock, but it's currently empty, and about 100 feet away near the orchard is a stable where you can see some horses wandering about. Uh, so the people mentioned uh, mold, mm-hmm. um, and it's getting about twilight yeah, darker, like, correct? Yeah, it's like 8 p.m. right now. Yeah. So that might imply that dark vision won't help them with certain things because mold can be almost yeah. imperceptible if you can't see color. Yep. Um, so Drek's going to light uh, his uh, lantern. Okay. His hooded lantern and get that going. Okay. I will check around the house or the building and the water wheel. I'm going to go have a chat with those horses over there. You're going <laughs> You're going to You're going to go speak to the horses. I mean, it's not technically speaking. Like I can create a telepathic bond with them. Oh, you're going to use magic. Oh, I see. Yeah. I can also turn into one, but like If yeah, if you didn't have a horse, no. Can you? Yeah. I'm trying to see what's like, level. It's not the war horse, but I can turn into a riding horse, I think. <laughs> Draft horse, I think. I think. I think. Yeah, I think you can turn into a riding horse. Awesome. Well, Kenna, Kenna, you're you're one of those who uses animal magic. Yeah, I am. Wow, that is very cool to use to use animal magic and 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 nature magic. Wow. I don't do so well with uh, plants. Uh, I much prefer the animal part of my uh, skill set. I'm going to go talk to those horses. And I start walking over to the stable. Okay. Uh, May may I come with you? I've I've never seen nature magic. I've only, I've heard about it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's mostly just going to be me and the horse talking telepathically. After I cast the spell. Okay, well then I will. I will. I suppose I would just have your back then. What? So no you know, one can sneak you know on you. You know what, coin? I appreciate that. Let's go. Well, I was going to say I'd go inside, but coin has the key, so I suppose I'll just come with the two of you for now. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten that I had the key. Um, maybe that's where I best served. That is a very good point. I'd forgotten. You can always give him the key. No, I, I, I swore an oath. I swore an oath that I would make sure that. that I swore an oath that I would. uh, That I would, you know, get get make sure that uh, we would finish this quest uh, begrudgingly he's like you're right I will 
I will go inside the house with the key. Oh, well then I will I will come with you. And what's Dax doing? Dax is just like nodding, listening to Coin go on about his oath and just follows him silently towards the house. Okay, so three of you are going in. Can I go into the stables? Druck investigating the water wheel. We'll do that first. So you're looking around the metery and then the water wheel? Pretty much checking the water supply and the water wheel. and uh, yeah. Nature check for that. Nature? Yes. Whew. That's going to be bad. With the lantern, I'll, I'll say advantage. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. Relatively clean water. No, nothing off about it. You can see, like, you can even see, like, little animals, like, not animals, but, like, little fish swimming through it. Hmm. And actually, you can see... Also around for tracks and okay. things like that. You can also see, um, these kind of bugs in the water called, what are they called, nymphs? Water nymphs? I can't think of the name. But they generally only live in clean water. They don't live in dirty water, so it's clean water. <clears throat> okay. You would sorry. And uh, no tracks. Just maybe just tracks from like looks like halfling feet, so employees most likely, but nothing like stands out. Okay. Yeah, he'll uh, get to the back side of the house, do a check. Okay. Uh, investigation. Investigation check. Nothing out of the ordinary. Alright. And he's gonna curl up and take a nap. Okay. Back there where no one can see. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to the stable with Kenna. Yeah. So there's three horses. They're just kind of eating hay. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna walk up behind the one that seems the most calm. Sure. Uh, and try to quickly befriend it. Animal handling. Uh, the DC first time. The, the DC depends on how you're trying to befriend it. Befriend, befriend it. Uh, I'm just gonna be like, hey, sh you're all right. Hey, uh, I'm Kenna. I'm just introducing myself to the horse. Uh, trying to be real casual about it. <laughs> uh, that's a thirteen. Just like softly petting it no, on it. No, you're not too sure. Alright. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm gonna... It probably doesn't like that I snuck up behind it, so... Uh, as I'm talking, I'm just gonna cast Animal Friendship. Okay. On it, it needs to make a wisdom save. Oh, hold on. If his intelligence is four or higher, it fails. Mm -hmm. What's? It, please don't tell me a horse's intelligence is higher. Is four or higher? No. Okay. Uh, that is an eight. That's a failure, Mister Horsey. So it's charmed by you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use. This for is really for twenty-four hours. <laughs> yeah, this is really bad spell slot management. Uh, but then I'm gonna cast Beast Bond on okay. it. <laughs> Just burn those spell slots. Let's go. Really burning them. 
I still got all my wild shapes. I plan on using them. Um, <laughs> not to throw any shade at Brittany. I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Nice. Oh, if we only have the spore druid don't, to tell us about don't, gold. It's, I mean, I'm sorry. the other druid on the channel doesn't want to either. Um, hey, I know you're kidding. I know you're kidding. <laughs> Brittany, I love you and I value your friendship. Um, okay, yeah, cool. so, yeah. It I can, can now. It can telepathically communicate simple emotions and concepts back to you. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask him. Well, I'm going to ask the horse if it's seen any strangers recently like it if it sensed anyone that made him uncomfortable in the past day or two yes and you see a picture of yourself like a vision of yourself ah oh, god really oh man is anybody else no i mean simple, nah. simple emotions and concepts so the emotion you would detect is no confusion okay so mm -hmm. i wish this was speak with animals it'd be so much easier anyway i don't have it's a higher spell know, justin is it <laughs> i it's like second level i think um otherwise uh, i would have prepared it it let and that's us for 10 minutes all right is it mm -hmm. i can prepare it tomorrow <laughs> wow what? So, what else do you want to ask this horse? Um, have you seen your uh, the owner guy who looks like he's in charge? You know, like head of the pack, head of the herd. You seen him around recently? Any suspicious feelings in you get, your gut? You get a sense, no. All like right. no suspicion. Cool, cool. Well, this was a, a bust. Yeah, right. this is this is rough. <laughs> and well, you have fun eating your hay. Uh, I'll be back for you on the way out. Goes back. I'm just gonna hang hay. out with you a little bit. Okay, that brings us to the three entering the meadery. So Ven, Coin, and Dax. Hey, um, looks like, uh, everybody's good, um, meaning absolutely no intentional offense to you. Um, this house and this establishment was made for people who are small and tiny, smaller than me, or around my size, and I don't want you to feel like things are too small for you. So uh, the the door, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be rather small, and that there's lot you might watch the ceiling because you might hit your head on on things. As you approach the door, it has two. It's a normal sized door, but it's got two handles, two knobs, one at halfling height, and then one at uh, human height, and two keyholes, one at human height, one at halfling height. <clears throat> I may have misspoken. He unlocks that one. Okay. Takes with much effort. Takes the key off. Does anybody want to open the other door? 
I can I can do that. Danke. Okay. Doors unlocked. My wand out just in case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Coin holds his hand out to receive the key again. Oh, uh, yes. There you go. Danke. What was that, Brittany? As Coin gets the key back, you just see Dax just kind of put her hand out. And with her finger, just kind of slowly pushes the door open from the top. <laughs> okay. Inside is the entryway to the meadery. There is a large desk with a series of tapped barrels behind it. There's a doorway on the left that leads into some sort of dining area, and a doorway on the right that leads into what appears to be a storage closet. Go to the closet, because lots of people hide. I've heard the term skeletons in there, and skeletons are spooky, so I want to make sure that I'm checking out and seeing if there are any skeletons or clues. And coin. What are you going to do if we find a skeleton physically? If we find a skeleton, I'm going to uh, have to slay it in the name of, of the Platinum One. In the Lord of Justice, I will I will smite its undead body. <laughs> what if we what if we find a skeleton that is not animated? then I will hope that he will find his rest in the arms and loving embrace and warm dragon wings of uh, justice incarnate. Forgive me for not knowing who you are. Following, who is the uh, platinum one so you could enlighten me and maybe then if they don't know? Uh, yes, I was going to ask, actually, at some point. I didn't want to be impolite, but I'm also unfamiliar with this, uh, deity of worship of yours. Oh, you've never heard of Bahamut? Oh, gather around, I will tell you about him. He's, uh, you know, the, kind of the embodiment of justice. He's, mm -hmm. uh, very humongous, like, he makes, he makes you, uh, and he points at that, he makes you look more like me. He's absolutely huge, a big platinum dragon. He's the one, he's very uh, big on justice and, and everything that is light and good in the world. Uh, he He's uh, also been gone for a long time is what I've, I've heard. So it is with every good deed that we prove our worth to uh, Bahamut and we make sure that uh, He's welcome to come back anytime, you know, because sometimes if you think about doing something bad, you think, oh, is this where I want to be when Bahamut comes back? And then I think, no, this isn't where I want to be when Bahamut comes back. If he comes back and he sees me like telling a big fib, then I'd, I'd be like, oh, I'd be embarrassed. And I'd say, no, I don't want to be here when Bahamut comes back. So I, I say, okay, I don't do that thing. I, I do a nice thing instead, or a, a good thing. But that's Bahamut, essentially. I, there's more, but I don't want to get... We're in the middle of a mission, and I don't want to distract us too much. So this closet looks 
a little bit embarrassed because nobody oh. likes someone who talks too much. Um, I suppose uh, that that makes sense. That explains your uh, uh, upright, moral, and uh, honorable attitude towards things. Although I do not follow or partake in that, I do acknowledge that that is quite something to have that steadfast belief. And she just kind of puts a hand out to coin, gives kind of like a, a shake. Yeah, it's cool. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I just really, you know, it's nice to believe in something, you know. But this closet looks very, you know, let's, you know, maybe uh, see if we can find some clues or moss, you know. Uh, yes, uh, I suppose I'll open the door then. Okay. <laughs> Danke. Uh, just some extra chairs, mops, brooms, etc. It appears to be a broom closet. How dusty does it look in here? Not that dusty. Oh, and from here you can also see that on those tapped barrels behind the desk in the entryway, there are words written on the tapped barrels. Oh, what? What are those words? Is, what is any of them the pumpkin? Is any one of these the pumpkin mead? Let's check the labels. The labels say pumpkin mead, apple <gasps> apple cinnamon mead, glimmering honey mead, and mint melon mead. Well, these flavors all sound delicious. A shame they were used to murder somebody. Yeah, I think that's maybe the pumpkin ones were the were the worst of the of the of the poison. They were the poison kind. The others were I maybe they were just they were fine. Well I certainly don't want I don't think any of us should uh, just take a sip and find <laughs> out, so Oh no, that's that's technically stealing and that would be bad. Right, you are. Technically, that's stealing. Unless, of course, we record it and we take it out of a fee that we get. As long as uh, an equilibrium is reached, a balance, then there's always room for negotiation. But that, that as long sense. as everyone, everything is above boards and it's recorded very stringently, then, you know... That's that's a that's another conversation to have. But you're right. That that would technically be stealing. So we should keep moving and see if we can find any more clues. How do you think they're doing with the horses and the watermill? Do you think they found all the clues before we did? I think they're using what they have to their best abilities, coin. That's nice. Yep. <laughs> That's then, yeah, yes. You are a healer? Um a source? Uh not of not magically speaking, really. Uh I've I've worked in an infirmary before. So you must understand how certain Tinctures and salves and such are created, right? Uh, to an extent, yes. I, I I know very, very bare minimum about that, but I, I, I somewhat 
understand there can be bad mold and good mold for things. Yes. How would a bad mold grow in alcohol? Hmm. You use such things as disinfect and clean up blood and stuff, correct? Uh, a bit, yes, assuming penicillin has been invented. No. <laughs> uh, no? Um, no, not so much, but uh, such things are certainly, can be done. It can be, uh, various plants and things can have a variety of medicinal effects and uses. Um, but you bring up an excellent point about the mold growing in alcohol. Uh, usually something with an alcoholic nature would uh, uh, prevent that sort of growth. Uh, I would assume that such a thing was added uh, after the fact. <clears throat> oh, so you're saying it, that uh, it could survive in the alcohol if it was potent enough? I suppose certain certain varieties of mold could be, but uh, most I would think would uh, the alcohol would kill them. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Never mind. I was gonna have somebody make a check, but it's, the conversation's gone too far now. <laughs> okay. But fun fact. Uh. I do. I, I've tried home brewing before. Alcohol mold can grow in alcohol. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Depending on the like on the. Uh, uh... Oh, on the proof. Yeah. Okay. I suppose in the process of the fermenting, it can't, especially because like there isn't alcohol yet. That would make yeah. sense. Hmm. Uh, perhaps earlier in the fermentation process, uh, maybe we should take a look and take a look in the back or somewhere. See if uh, the production area. Uh, has more more information for us. Oh yes, let us. Uh, should we check the dining hall or just the back? Yeah, it's the back area. That's a good, 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 good. Yes, let us go. You would have to go through the dining hall to get to the okay. other areas of this place. We can sneak around the dining tables and maybe find things there as we go to the back room. Yes. Uh, should we should we gather the other two from outside and uh, see if they're completed with their exterior investigations? Yes, I think uh, a strength in numbers would be good. We right. should not rush our companions. I guess companions is the right word. That uh, that seems accurate to what our little fellowship has become. I could go and uh, just see how they're doing, and if they're if they've completed their investigations, invite them in. That sounds perfect, and I can tell Dax more about Bahamut while we're waiting. <laughs> she seems nonplussed. Um, sounds good, though. At another time, I would be actually very eager to, eager to learn more about uh, this, this Bahamut. Uh, please, I would I would actually be very interested in that. Well, perfect. Any time. I'd love to talk uh, to you about it. Wonderful. And I'm gonna yeah, head outside and go look for Kenna and Druk. You can see Kenna talking to a horse. I will go around and take a look towards the water wheel to see if I can find Druk. Not near the water wheel. Uh, Druk! Hello? 
Yeah, he'll wake up. Okay. And then uh, Druck walk over there, go around the corner. Yes. Oh, there you are. Um, we are heading further inside the, uh, the meadery to investigate further. If you've uh, completed your search out here. Yes. And he'll like walk around <laughs> and and meet you. Kind of, okay. you, you might find it odd, but he's staying uh, at least five feet away from you at all times. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'll make my way over to the stables and just stand politely and wait for Canada to finish their conversation with the horse. Druck practices social distancing. Yeah. I was he just going to make that fucking joke in the group chat. You, you, <laughs> you guys have noticed that he's, that he's definitely been doing that. Mm. Yeah, you can see how yeah, Canada's just chatting up to a horse. We can't really. Well, it's, there's no it's conversation. Telepathic. Yeah, just staring yeah. at the horse, I'm just basically. Staring very hard at a horse. Yeah, I just uh, stand there, like just enough to be like in the corner of your vision, like uh, so you know I'm there, but just politely waiting, not intruding. Hmm. Oh. Um. You need something. Oh, I uh, didn't want to interrupt your investigation, but we were going to head further into the meadery for whenever you're done. I mean, Percy and I here were having a lovely conversation about the various states of turnips. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I could uh, rejoin with the rest of y'all. Um, all, all right. Um, yes. Uh, well, let's head inside then. Okay. So Yeah, I'll follow him. Okay, so Ven, Kenna, Druk walk in to the meter either coin uh, and Dax are standing in the entryway and coin is just talking so yeah so this you know you every day you try and you you do your best and you you learn about the things that you need uh, to make other you know everyone together needs to to try and uh, work together oh hello Hi, everyone else. I was just explaining more about, you know, uh, about honor and protection of lesser races and like honor and correction of enemies, you know, and justice and good and, you know, everything kind of nice about, you know, following Bahamut and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just a positive sort of outlook, but no pressure to anyone who who thinks they uh, got everything I'll figure it out. What do you guys find? Did you find anything? Oh, I forgot to ask. Um, well, uh, don't think Percy and the others saw anything outside. Uh, no one's suspicious looking entering within the last day or two. Aside from, you know, ourselves. Water surprise, good. You find, I, it, oh. you find anything, Druk? The water supply was good. Ah. Alright. It's a bit of a, a good news, bad news situation for Eldar. Yeah. That's sort of a, the water's good, but the horses don't see anyone, you know, nefarious. nefarious. So there's a little bit of good news, bad news situation, sort of, for him. But uh, 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 shall we go into the back? That was that was Ven. You had suggested we go into the back, yeah. Um, uh, yes, I, I figured 
perhaps we should investigate uh, the production side of things and see where they are brewing their mead, brewing mead, uh, fermenting mead. I'm not quite sure what the process is of making mead. I mean, you could just use the word make and it gets the point across. There we go, making the mead. Okay. I like small words that make sense. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's get in. Let's get in there. Let's see the production line. When Coin and Dax were just kind of by themselves mm. in there, does that desk halfling sized or is it like human sized? It's halfling sized. Okay. Yeah. Was there anything like on top of it just staying? And did the desk have drawers? No and no. Okay, thank you. More like a, it's more like a serving table than a desk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to the left is the dining and tasting room, which is the next area to pass through. Oh, and we walked we walked through what they had already walked through yeah. which, with all of the casts and yeah, everything. The entryway, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Is there harm? Are there any glasses? Yeah. Um, should try. And he'll go and uh, put the pumpkin ale in a glass. Okay. And just kind of look at it. Uh, give me a medicine. Are you proficient in alchemist supplies? No. Then give me yeah, give me a medicine or nature check. Okay. Twenty one. There is a strange sort of mold floating in it, like little microscopic pieces of mold, just kind of like debris floating through the pumpkin mead. Mm. Very hard to see if you're not looking for it. Oh, so I'm holding it out like this <laughs> in order to see it. Yeah. Oh, strange. Molding. Alcohol. Molding oh. mead. Oh, I suppose. We really should have checked the the mead if in the barrel for the for the mold. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the first places we should have looked. Yeah, you're you're very right. We were so worried about stealing that we didn't even think to check it. That 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 is uh, well, we'll learn for the future. Hmm. Maybe we open this and check the barrel. Um, yeah, I'm with Drek on this one. Yeah, do you do you do you think all of them uh, have been? Uh, is it poison or is it? Do you think it's the mold? And then there's another question: Is someone really guilty if they're just incompetent? Because a mold can happen if you just don't take care of things. You That's know what we would be looking for. Yes. Well, okay, let's let's do it. Let's let's see what's let's see what's uh he's gonna what, what things are. He's gonna leave the mug there and he's gonna go over up to the up or he's gonna go up to the because this is a keg, right? Like yeah, classic like barrel the, keg the thing. Barrels, yeah. yeah. So he's gonna pop the top of it. Okay. And look inside with the lantern and see if the if the mold is actually in the barrel and that's where it's coming from or if it it's you don't see or anything, if it's you don't see anything growing okay 
Mm. Can everyone else see inside? If they want to, yeah. Yeah, I'll peek in. Yeah, you don't see anything growing. Mm. So the mold then it was it was put into the pumpkin meat, and this was this was a new special uh, uh, type of of mead, yeah. It was important. It was the new the new hotness, as they say. The new hotness. It was, a new, it was a new, especially for the festival. Mm, yeah, that's what I heard. Mm. You think well, someone was trying to sabotage the release? That were a bad pumpkin. <sighs> Does I, anyone know... Which pumpkins were used? I mean, I guess mead takes a while, so it could have been from last season's harvest. Maybe they were early harvest or sweet pumpkins that you grow earlier in the season. I, I don't know about uh, about farming. I've only ever lived in a city. Well... We won't learn anything else if we don't look. That's a good point. We should keep going, but we know one one thing is that the mold is not growing in the barrels it was put in there. So that's another ooh, not a bad not a bad column. Another 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 mark for guilty. I so far I've got two two guilty and one not so guilty. That's that's what I've got. But, <laughs> For, for how I'm keeping track of I it. I like that <laughs> that he's measuring this with like scales mm-hmm. for balance. <laughs> with scales. Kind of Pro-con list. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh. Alright. So you said that there was a door out of this room? It's yeah. over to, this to way. On the, yeah. on the left there's the taste center and then it's back in the production area so for the dining room tables are scattered about this dining room and tasting room so it's a place you can eat get food and drink and the walls are covered in or nope sorry the tables are covered in well-made white linens and each table is set with an unlit candle the floor is made from well-polished dark oak and there are beautiful paintings of farmlands that dominate the crown lands this area you're all in and large lush red curtains draped across the windows looking out into the orchard and there's a door set into the northern wall labeled employees only. I guess we're technically employees. I believe uh, investigating counts for counts us as uh, the ability to make to, to access this area. That and we have the key, so that's kind of a get out of jail free card right there. Uh-huh. So, coin. Oh, yeah. Does that mean we could have sipped the mead if that key is our get out of jail free card? I don't don't think that gives you carte blanche to, you know, consume all of someone else's products without any, you know, compensation. But I mean, if, you know, they say they gave us like, you know, 10 gold 
you would, you know, take out the difference and say, no, no, you keep nine of the gold. I had nine gold worth of, uh, of mead when I was investigating. But as long as, you know, you achieve a proper balance, or that seems like a lot of uh, mead. If you take like two barrels or something, and then you make sure to, you know, subtract it from what you get for a, for a reward, then, you know, that's sort of the, that's fine. I think, I don't know, maybe that sounds uh, about balanced. Coin, uh, I, I think she was just talking about, you know, getting a taste, not drinking the whole barrel. Yeah, but you know, do you go ever go to a market and then you just like take a grape to see if they're in season and then you you know make sure to give someone a copper? You know, I mean, I mean, I go to creameries to test the different flavors of ice cream, see which one I like before I buy it. Wait, so you just you just yeah. tasted all the creams before you before you eat? Have you not heard of free samples? What is iced cream? Well, it's this wonderful little thing they make out out east. Um, you take cow's milk and then you whip it real good and then you put it in a bunch of rock salt and frozen water uh, and then it freezes overnight and you shake it up and you can add different flavors in it. It's like a real nice, delicate treat on a hot day. It's real nice. You've 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 blown my mind with your with the idea of free samples. I don't understand. That's, that's what oh, you're I stuck on. Well, as, I suppose as you all are talking. <laughs> you see the door, employees only get picked open by Druck and opens it. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, we, we put a pin in this conversation, uh, but it just as long as, you know, there's some sort of balance. Oh, ooh, hold on. Druck will help you. <laughs> uh, beyond this door is a corridor. Uh, you can see some stairs that go down to the basement where that smell of honey is wafting up from. There's a door on the right across from this stairway that says kitchen, and then a door at the end of the corridor that says office. I'm going to go check in there, and I'm pointing to the office door. Not the same lock that the key has that you guys have. Jack pumpkins. And... Maybe office for, or pumpkins for neglect, office for conspiracy. Check the kitchen for some combination of the two. Yes, I was thinking the kitchen might uh, offer some insight to, to, there's lots of surfaces that collect food mold and maybe there's some, another clue that could lead to sort of innocence you have a point coin lead the way oh yeah i wasn't saying you had to come with me i was just thinking i'd go with van and if you guys wanted to go check the office we could divide and conquer oh yes i thought we were splitting up oh That's, yeah that is uh, that was my assumption as well uh, i would have yeah. actually Said the kid, the the office first, but since you took it, I I would. All right. Well, what if on three everybody says which one they'd like to do more? Okay, right. one, two, three, kitchen. Office. Kitchen. Cool. Go to all, the, all the boys want to go to the kitchen. I guess. <laughs> I still get a little rogue in me. And Dax doesn't even say anything. It's funny. Just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dax, as you can tell, is a person of few words. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? Hey, Dax, you want to just check out the pumpkins with me? I, I really can't get into that office by myself. Break the door. That seems unnecessary. I can, can maybe get it open. Um, yeah, like you did with that last one. If you could do that again, that'd be great. Sure. Now go give it a shot. Slide in <laughs> check with your thieves' tools. Truck, 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 truck. Uh, eight. Nope. <laughs> no. Understanding what they want. Um, Gwen pulls out his thieves' tools. Okay. This one is different. And walks up to the door. And say, you can check. I will allow one more thieves' tools check. If this one fails, the door does not get open. You can tell. You can tell. Druck was like at a really bad angle because he's so tall and the door <laughs> is so low. Like the the lock that he was trying to pick was so low, and so he was just at a really awkward angle when he was doing it. Okay. Uh, Coin. Slide a hand check with your thieves' tools. Are you proficient in those? Uh, yeah, I do have. I do have. Thieves. Okay. Cool. I have thieves tools. It's slide coin, of coin, 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 coin. Okay, uh, coin, I, 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 we will tell them that we broke in. We will make sure that they know that we did not mean to to barge. We would, we were simply investigating. That's what we are doing. That was an eighteen. Oh. It's oh, a, you are coin. full of surprises. It's a very well-kept and tidy office. No papers on the desk, nothing out and about, just a very well-kept, tidy office. A large, lush red armchair behind the desk, uh, potted plants. The windows are, the curtains over the windows are currently uh, closed. Paintings. Good luck. And Druck's going to go to the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're going to see if there's anything... You know, uh, around here that could be possibly could lead us to understand why someone would ki- want to kill, you know, someone from a family from a northern guard. Let's see if there's any. Maybe they have letters back here that's like, ooh, it's a list that has the name swiped off or something. You know, like we'll be know. sure to keep an eye out for something like that. It's so organized. Maybe they have a list. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna just go inside and like peek through the curtain, see what viewpoints this office has. Uh, farmland uh, and the pumpkin field, and some beehives. Bees? Um, sorry, just <laughs> Brittany got it. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, I'm going to follow Druck down to the kitchen. Okay. What kind of plants are in this room? Oh man, come on guys. <laughs> uh They look like one Dax has seen before. Sure. Yep. Chrysanthem- <laughs> chrysanthemums. Oh, those are lovely. I read that book as a kid. Chrysanthemums are lovely? Does no, it <laughs> Are they any that, um, I can't think of his name who has his garden on Coral Cove. 
Right, me neither at the top of my head. Does he have any chrysanthemums? Yes. Okay. These ones are... fair. I've seen better. Just talk so you just see shit. her <laughs> holding up the pot. Just kind of grasps them, like, gently. Just, like, pulls it out. And she's just like, haven't been watered correctly. Puts it back in the pot. Puts it down. Okay. It's better to o underwater than over him. Overwater him, apparently. It's a lot harder to recover drowned plants than thirsty ones. I'm not the arborist. It is... Someone else from where I'm from has told me many, many tips that I... Yes. <laughs> and Dax is just looking at all these different potted plants. There's also nothing of interest in the office. It's mostly just, like, recipes and poems. Um, is there... Written. And, and like, business, like, ledgers and stuff like that, like, business records. But nothing, mm -hmm. like, fishy, nothing nothing with, like, the Norngard name in it. Everything okay. is just very, just bland and boring. Is, is there, like, an, a backup set of keys? No. No? Not in, are, his, not in his locked office, no. Are the poems limericks? They are. <laughs> they are. Limericks, other stuff. Dax is gonna pick up a couple of the poems. Okay, they're terrible. When and she's just turning towards Kenna. When me and Thranazart inquired about getting some prize-winning pumpkin seeds, the halfling there told us he tells his pumpkins limericks, which these are limericks. And they are not the best in prose, but maybe we need to do this to these pumpkins. Wait, you're, you're telling me that he wrote poetry for his crops? That is correct. That is what he told me. So it seems to be a common theme. Um, he cared so much for his pumpkins, you think he'd know how to water a plant. <clears throat> the pumpkins don't... Well, the pumpkins get you inebriated. The chrysanthemums not so much. Mm, not if, only if you try hard enough. You There's are... sugar in, like, a basic compound of all plant life is sugars. So if you tried hard enough, you could turn anything into alcohol. If there's sugar in it. Have you done this personally? I mean, not well. I mean, I, I tried. Why did you fail, then? 
I'm not good with plants. That makes two of us. Um, who's still going to the kitchens again? <clears throat> I, I mean, we'll probably make our way after, okay. after the limerick. Okay, yeah, the kitchens are just your standard kitchen fare. Pots, pans, herbs, pantry. We must find a pumpkin. No pumpkins. Uh, all right. Oh, I make sure uh, I stay five feet, at least five feet away from Druck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, nothing of interest in the kitchen. In the kitchen either. Hmm. All right. Well, this is turning up very few leads. Perhaps we'll turn the leaves of the crops. There's also a stairs leading down that smelled of honey in the corridor, just so everyone remembers. Oh, I thought this. I thought that was the kitchen. Nope, those are the stairs leading down. Oh, okay. yeah. Adjacent those stairs was the kitchen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Pod okay. didn't... Oh, sorry. Oh, here you go. I was just going to uh, Shall we go downstairs to the honey smell? Uh, yeah. Seems like a good idea, yes. And, and you guys, okay... All right, I will lock up the office after everyone is out. You don't have the key. There's no there's no knob or nothing, nothing there. There's only the key is the way. To, okay. Can I attempt to lock it with my <laughs> tool? Key? Oh, this breaks my heart. <laughs> I will I'm going to write a note. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Nothing was touched except for my heart by your poetry. Okay. Thank you so much. Hopefully everything is the same. <laughs> and I okay. slide it in between the crack of the door so that when it opens, it falls. Okay. Before you sits a set of rickety old cobweb dusted stairs descending downwards into what smells like the brewery. Brewery brewery the smell of roasting grains honey and yeast is quite potent but there's also something else in the air but you can't place it well i suppose we should look around then lantern out okay. just looking as you make your way down the stairs they creak and groan as you descend the room at the bottom is filled with large stone mixing vats and large barrels of various meads the floor is cold stone, and there's a good six rows of these large, very large barrels, like brewing, mixing barrels. Um, scattered about this room are a series of smaller, empty barrels and other tools and such used in the brewing of alcohol. That strange smell you couldn't place is much more noticeable down here, and it's slightly earthy, and it's relatively dark down here. So the lantern's helping. Cool. <clears throat> I'm just going to do a pass over the entire room just kind of like looking around with the lantern yeah. what's everybody else doing i guess i'm going to take advantage of the light and go with go with druck to you know help investigate what's going on okay uh as you all come down here give me nature checks to just see if you can determine what that smell is eleven 11 i can't tell uh 19 for okay 19. 17 17 6 you can't tell either 
Six. So, Coin and Kenna, that is a very faint smell of mildew and mold. Can I tell where it's coming from? Um, as you kind of see Druck passing by with a lantern, um, under, it's coming from uh, one of the larger barrels. What does the label on this barrel say? What can does... I re- can I read it? It doesn't have a label. Uh, can I try to pry it open with a crowbar? It's, I think I have a crowbar. You cannot pry it open because these are very large barrels. You'd have to climb up. There's like there's like little like uh, ladders on the side. Oh, like so it's like a vat. Yeah, they go mm. up to the top, and the tops are open. So and they're being mi- they're being mixed like they're being looking. mixed by like very old like not like machine work and you can kind of tell that windmill outside is what's powering this contraption that's mixing these barrels oh sorry uh it does have a lid on top and the mixing bit goes through the lid uh and then maybe mixing in the inside okay what do you see um yeah, can I see I heard anything? Is going up to look at it. That's what okay. Gotcha. Yeah, what's happening? Like, right? What's, what's Dax doing? Right, Dax said she was going up to look at it. I asked if I, from like the height of it, can like she just see no. over it, no. or she has to. You have to climb up. Goliaths aren't well, that big. <laughs> well, why are you? Uh, why are we stopping at this barrel? What's the but, what's special about this one? Uh, Kenna and Druk. Um, under the large oh they are marked sorry oops under the large brewing barrel marked pumpkin mead is a hole the hole is about 10 feet wide and around 20 feet deep uh the hole appears to have been made by tools and you can see where pythons have been placed into the stone serving as crude handholds down into the hole uh the interior of the hole is covered in small patches of turquoise colored shimmering mold and some of these mold spores are also growing from the bottom of the barrel from a small crack where mead drips down into the hole. Is uh is the hole big enough that the vat might fall in? No, no, no. Or is it it's like big enough off-center? for like it's big enough for people. Not for the barrel. Well, that's uh certainly interesting. It's definitely a, there... it's a handmade tunnel, like a handmade hole. I'm guessing so you're you th- not... What's it? I'm guessing if you're not shining a light on it, it's like you wouldn't notice it. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, could I get the sense that people may have tracked this mold that lines the walls in and out? That's up to you to, to decide. Uh, is there, like, are there, like, any mold footprints? Nope. Okay. Perhaps and we should go down and investigate. You all can hear a weird gurgling coming from inside the barrel. It's very faint, but now that you're this close, you can hear it. Actually, uh, peep, uh, no, only Druck can hear it with that passive perception, so only Druck can hear the gurgling coming from inside the barrel. You you guys would see Druck's, like, ears kind of twitch a little bit, and he's going to go up to the top of the thing and then try to take the lid off the... Uh, strength athletics check. Okay. Really just struggling tonight. Nine. Nope. You try. It's kind of heavy. You guys said more than like multiple employees lift these lids up <clears throat> at a time. 
Um, Dax. Dax is looking up at Druk. Could you help? And going up there. All right, athletic check. Is Druk helping? Okay, oh, yeah. with advantage, then, Dax. With an advantage, that is a... 19. 19. As you two lift the lid of this barrel of pumpkin mead, a cluster of turquoise-colored spores puff into the air a little bit, and there's a loud gurgling noise coming from what appears to be a large cluster of turquoise fungus about six feet around, and mold floating in the midst of this mead and secreting spores and mold into the liquid. I need Dax and Druk to make a con save as they open the barrel. Ooh. Okay, not bad. Okay, what'd you get? 17. You're fine. 15. You're, you're both fine. You both kind of pulled away as the spores kind of... <clears throat> I appreciate the color, not the smell. It's bad. Mm. And he's going to take, like, a bit of cloth and tie it around so to avoid any more exposure. Okay. Uh, Jack? What uh, would you make of it? Ducks. Have not seen this before. Then. Can I? Yes. Yeah. Careful. Bad. Cover your mouth. And Hold the cloak around my face. She's gonna take her quarterstaff. Mm -hmm. And she's gonna put it slowly into the barrel. Okay. Her bat. And she's gonna dip it into that mold. As soon as you touch the mold, there's like a weird... I don't know how to describe it, but you all feel like a slight headache as soon as the quarter stuff touches the mold. And you hear... Mm. And like, you can hear the sound of like shuffling footsteps as coming out from like behind like crates and out of barrels um, are... Oh, where are my notes? Oh my god. <laughs> um, five halfling workers covered in mold-like growths all over their body. And that's where we're going to take a break and come back with everybody rolling initiative. So, oh dear. We'll be back here in about five minutes, so see you all very soon. Ah! Ah! <laughs> with initiative. Everyone's rolled initiative as five mold-covered halflings start coming out of barrels and boxes... And just out of the wet works of this brewery. And Druk, you're up first. You're on top of the barrel. There's five halflings just kind of bleep, bleep, covered in mold. Just walking out of places. Uh, do they look dead? Yes. Okay. Changes some things. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. There's like mold like growing out of their like eye sockets and their heads just kind of like split open and there's like mold growing out of their head cool I'm going to uh, I guess 
If there's a place to do it, I'm going to bonus action hide if that's possible. You could hide in a barrel or run around and hide behind a barrel. Yeah. Basically, where you're up on top, the hiding places would be inside barrels, but if you went down to the ground, you could hide behind a barrel. Inside the barrels is where the mold is, though. Yes. So, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go... I'll go around and okay. try to try to juke some undead. Stealth and... check. Okay. Twenty-four. Yeah. Uh, and then I will pop out and uh, yeah, fire at uh one of the uh. Are there any close to? Uh, Ven or Kenna right now. Uh, about 15 feet away. But the people... Who, so who's in who's who's in front? Like, who's closest to them? Uh, Kenna, Ven, Coin. Okay. Cool. I'll just shoot the ones that are closest to okay. the people in the front. Uh, Alright. Fire! Oh, I should roll again. Oops. Why? You already rolled. It says 25 to hit. Yeah, but I have advantage. Oh, right. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, 25 to hit. Um, and then... Ooh! Max damage for that, and... You don't need to roll sneak attack. They're dead. Okay, cool. And as they hit the ground, their body just collapses into nothingness and just spores. Just... Oh, they're dead. That's horrifying. They're un they're undead, <laughs> but that one's dead. And it's my turn. Okay, Dax, you're up top with you're up top on the barrel, on top of the barrel still. Closest one is now the closest one is uh, twenty feet away. Gonna. Get down the barrel. Are you jumping off or climbing down the ladder? Climbing down the ladder will use about uh, ten feet of movement. Oh yeah, she'll she'll fucking um like you know like like slide down the ladder. Okay. Just like flavor wise, just he's just okay. like oh. So ten, that's ten feet of movement. Ten feet, and as she gets off, you just kind of see her take like she's putting the core staff back, and as she does that, she's taking her great axe out okay and she's running towards the nearest sport covered halfling okay, go for and it. just whoosh. are you bonus action raging yes okay Woo! oh it's been a while so plus three to attack rolls plus three no to damage throw the damage rolls that's right to damage mm -hmm. Damage. The rage bonus is the damage. I think it's only oh! two. <laughs> that twenty. Nice, yeah. Boom. I thought these dice were cursed with my shitty ass rolls earlier. Holy. Fuck. No way. Yeah, that's twenty. Nice. My first net twenty at the campaign. Ash is proud. Ash is proud. Okay. So... Ash versus Dex. Five and a six. Seventeenth so. level versus second level. <laughs> uh, I think he's. Uh, I don't know if he counts as just seventeenth level at this point. He's a little. Yeah. 
Do I add the um Yes. So it'd be plus, plus six. four twice. Uh it'd be yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rage you'd add that twice. Okay. So it is I didn't mean to click that roll, I was trying to open the thingy. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, that's 19 damage. Okay. As you get within melee range, you just decimate this one. Con save as you kill it and the spores go That's valid. That's bad. 13. 13 succeeds. So just and you inhale the spores, but yeah, they don't do anything to you. <clears throat> anything else? Bonus like, action, action. Shakes her head. Um, she turns to face the direction of the next closest one. Okay, that like, one she's is ten feet away ready. from you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That brings us to Kenna. There are three of these little mold covered mold covered halflings left. The closest one is twenty. Uh, the closest one is now. Yeah, the closest one's twenty feet away. At this point, because the other two that were close are dead now. I don't think if I wild shape, I'm going to have a chance to attack in my wild shape form. So I'm going to... I'm going to toll the dead. I need a wisdom save from the one closest to me. Uh, ten. That's a failure! So a d8. D8 of necrotic. Yeah, because it hasn't taken any damage, so it's a d8. Yeah. Uh, I might have just messed up because they're undead, but that's five necrotic damage. Looks like it takes the full amount. Awesome. Some Sick. of the some of the mold kind of like there's like a crack in the skull as you do it, and just mm. more mold like pushes out of the crack. Awesome. Oh. Um, and then I was looking at the ghostly guide, and both of them are under the bonus action section. Yeah, but it's an action to summon it. Okay, never mind then. It's just a it's a bonus action to make it do that thing. Yes. Cool. Great. Thank you for the clarification. That okay. is all for my turn. Alright, Ven. All the spores that rolled good on their initiative are dead, so Ven. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I'm Two gonna left. three left, sorry. Ven is gonna take his wand and then twirl it around himself, uh, and uh say the words Arcanum Tutella and is gonna cast mage armor on himself. Okay. <laughs> uh <laughs> And then, uh, do all of the vats have ladders on them? Yes, everything. Okay, uh, to get up them. Yeah, I'm gonna. He's gonna go over to one that is uh, not the mold-filled one. Okay. And is gonna climb up on top of it to get okay. a better vantage point. Oh, it's a. Yeah, I don't know. Ladders don't count climbing speeds. So yeah, ten feet of movement to climb up. Yeah, I mean, I I use whatever I need. Okay, I, yeah, I'm staying up there, so. Yeah, tough. And that's my turn. Okay, that's gonna bring us to the one that got told the to dead. They're real slow. So it moves 15 feet towards Dax, because it can reach Dax, because Dax is 20 feet away and has 5 feet reach. So it's going to move 15 feet. And then just poof, go to like, just hit Dax with its weird mold-covered arms. Come on, baby. 13 to hit. It just goes to punch her, just gets her right in the shin, and just like, poof looks at it, and Dax is looking down at this thing, like... Coin. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, coin uh, rushes up to Dax's side. Mm-hmm. And uh, wielding the longsword, he's got the shield on the left arm and trying to come over the top with the longsword uh, like a Zweihander. Okay. Uh, coming down in like a chopping motion on top of the uh, of the 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 little little spore spore hobbit. Okay. Um, and since I'm within five feet of my uh, friend, I get advantage because it's cobold uh, pack tactics. Right. Yep. Oh, nice. That's right. Pack tactics doesn't count if there's an enemy, enemy nearby. So he gets back. He gets. What? I said pack tactics doesn't count. Oh wait, never mind. It doesn't. It's not negated if there's an enemy nearby. Say so. You get advantage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Someone made, it. someone made a weird face. So I was trying to clarify how it works. Oh no, my weird face was for something else entirely. <laughs> Gary, you've got a weird face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the little pack tactics. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, that's a real. Who needs flanking when you've got pack tactics? Exactly. Uh, so does a ten do much? A ten, it just hits. Oh, baby. Okay. Well then. And because you're wearing, because you're, you're holding a shield, it is just the D8, not the D10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, that, that holding it like a Zweihander was yeah. just for flavor. I know. Um, and I appreciate you letting me flavor things. Where is my D8? There it is. Cool. New D8. New D8. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, so that is eight total damage. That one gets just cleaved down the middle in half. <laughs> And as it explodes into spores, I need coin and dax to make con saves. On the table, con save, baby. <laughs> what did coin get? Uh, Sixteen. Coin's fine. The dice giveth and the dice taketh. Natural one. Natural one. What does that bring you to, though? Six. You're poisoned for two hours. So you just see Dax is just a <coughs> coffin, but she just kind of like gently pats coin on the head, just kind of like a nice job acknowledgement. Poisoned. I already did it on your character sheet for you. Oh, thanks. Yep. Anything else, coin? Um. So I used uh. What, was she was she like fifty feet ahead of me? Yeah, basically. Um. Uh, oh no, that takes a whole action to do that other thing I was thinking about doing. Um, uh, that is all I currently have. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, that's going to bring us to one of these other halfling, mold-covered halflings. Uses its full movement of 15 feet to get close, then dash action to get right up onto coin. Uh, and the one after that, 15 feet of movement, dash action to get up to Dax. 15 feet of movement. Bring us back to the top with Druk. If you want to hide again, it's another stealth check. First, he's going to say, Get away from them. And then he's going to bonus action hide. Okay. Um, for a 21. Okay. Uh, and then he's going to hold bonus. his attack for when or if uh, uh, they break away from the exploding things. Okay. 
I'm just checking something because these things have blind sight. Okay, cool. Dex. Two left. One in front of you, one in front of coin. As she's coughing, just pats coin, just raises her arms up, and then just down on the one in front of her. With disadvantage because you're poisoned. Two nines. So that is a... That hits. <laughs> like, plus whatever you have, that It's hits. plus six, yeah. Yeah, that hits. Uh, that is ten total damage. Six cool. plus four. That one is still standing, but barely. Oh, wait, wait, plus my rage, so it's another dead. two on top of that. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. It explodes. I need coin to make a con save, because Dax is already poisoned. And those are like ten-foot radius clouds, just so you guys know. Muted. Ooh, that is six. You're poisoned for two hours. Dang! Anything else, Dax? If Coin starts coughing, she just kind of tries to, like, pat his back. Just kind of like, it's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> There's one left. All right. Uh, anything else, Dax? Nope. Okay. Can I? Alright, is the one I hit still up? Nope. Is the one that's up still has been hasn't been hit yet. Hasn't been hit yet. Alright then. Um if that is the case, let me just look at my new spells real quick. Sure. Um Yeah, definitely don't want to shoot a thing of or throw a thing of fire at this thing so i'm just gonna <laughs> toll the dead again yeah exactly <laughs> toll the dead uh natural 20 for an 18 rude so that succeeds so no damage yeah anything else no all right then up on top one of these barrels oh dear oh dear um uh uh all right, it was something well, let's try this and see if it works. Uh, Ven's going to reach into his pocket, actually, and pull out... He's already got his wand in his hand. He actually pulls out uh, a very small, um, weathered, like, f almost like figurine symbol uh, around a around a chain, uh, like, a, like a pendant. Uh, the symbol of... It looks like a small, like, swaddled child with eyes that are glowing yellow. Uh, and he's going to pull that out and then look at the one left and uh, just quietly hold like kind of bow his head down and then uh just kind of mutter to himself uh lord of the dawn life smite those enemies that would harm your faithful and then he's gonna cast sacred flame all right that's a deck save right yep 10 that fails so that is gonna be three points of radiant damage all right doesn't seem to be vulnerable to radiant damage okay do this does sacred flame do anything different i don't remember uh uh, it ignores cover is the biggest thing. That's right. Okay, cool. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's it. All right. Back to coin. The one is right in front of you. It just got hit by a sacred flame. And it did nothing? It Yeah, it hurt it. Oh. The flames, they do nothing. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, I'm going to, yeah, second verse, same as the first. Okay. Roll some, some attacks on this. It's just a flat roll, right? Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, I guess it is, if it's at disadvantage. Yep. Okay, sorry. I rolled two. I, I rolled them at the same time. So take, so. So take the first one. Uh, no, I rolled them at the same time. Oh, okay. Roll everything. Sorry. Take the one on the left. Okay. Oh, piss! That is a six. Misses. <laughs> the score has gotten your eyes. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. That ends my turn. Okay. Unless I actually... Uh, oh, no, if I walk away, I invite uh, attack opportunity to attack, don't I? Mm-hmm. Mm, he like did say get away. It's going to hit you. <laughs> He did say get away, so I'm going to try and follow what he said and, and take Attack of opportunity. 10 steps back. 19 to hit. That does hit me. For th- three bludgeoning damage. All right. And you get away, meaning Druxville held action. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's do that then. I'm just trying to pull up the rules for blind sight right now because I don't remember. Okay. Can you sneak attack a blindside person? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think because blindside has a radius. Yeah, usually. Ducks within that radius. Uh, a creature oh, with okay. blindside can perceive its surroundings without relying on sight, so. No sneak attack. <clears throat> but you have advantage. But technically, you. Fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Wait, but if you have advantage, then you get it through, the, through that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think because blindsight. Would take like wouldn't be able to hide. Eh, whatever. You get advantage. Okie doke. Dirty twenty. Yeah, hits. All right. Let's do some damage. Nice. That's uh twelve total damage. It also just poof, explodes into spores, but no one's within the radius, and the people that are are already poisoned. So that is the last of these little halflings covered in mold, and now there's no bodies left. Just mold spores kind of just moving through the air. Damn, where do those things come from? Is there any way to clear this up? A way for everyone? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I can do to help. I'm kind of in. (laughs) Charge is looking for a window or something. There's windows down here. Yeah, he's going to start throwing up windows and like. The spores eventually start to like. Yeah. And you still see is the weird man made tunnel underneath the barrel. And the spore still floating in the pumpkin meat barrel. The big old cluster. This is, uh, very strange. If... Uh, yes, yes it is. Climb down from the vat I'm standing on top of. Mm-hmm. Uh... Those... Um, those things were undead. Uh... Right? They I, were... They were dead, but moving around. 
it's possible that they weren't uh, animated by necromancy, but rather that the mold had just taken over their bodies. There was another in the vat. Something else, not sure what. What was in the ba- what was in the vat? Undescribable. Dax pulls out her quarterstaff that had part of the mold on the top of it mm-hmm. that she touched. It's like a shimmering turquoise colored. Have I seen anything nope. like it before? Cool. Nope. You're... I know you're not that the plants, you're the animals. Yeah. Yeah. Any plant cohorts I mean... of yours would know? I've seen a lot of plants. I've never seen anything like that. Nobody who deals with... I'm I'm sorry to, like, do any of that. But um, looking at the general environment, are we... I got a little confused during the description. Are we inclined to believe that the mold is generating from that pod in the keg or is it coming up from this hole okay the, the, so we there couldn't is... tell that just by looking at it no. yeah it seems like there is a bundle in the in there's like a, a, a clump of it in the vat but then also yeah. it seems like it may originate from below the vat <clears throat> yeah but i wasn't sure because i from the description there's a hole in the vat and there's is that crack. dripping the mold yes huh there's a crack in the bottom of the barrel yeah mm-hmm and whether that's how that could be both how it got down or it could also be how the mold got up and there is a handmade tunnel underneath mm-hmm. the barrel as well uh, yeah. we should perhaps investigate this tunnel uh, first are, are, are all of you alright I noticed some of you nailed some of the spores and... <clears throat> well <clears throat> we'll live alright are you sure you, we don't need to go back into the city for anything no, we we need to find out if it's uh, we've got a mission, and we need to to finish the mission and find out what we can about the the guilty or not guilty. I think there's a lot of evidence for guilty, but we should make we should make sure down below the vat, unless there's something in the vat you guys think we can do. Yes, I'm not sure why you would infect this workers, but I'll go down first. Okay, right. so the handholds are made from pythons, like so they've been hammered into the wall. Uh, descending down these pythons, you find yourself standing in a handmade tunnel that seems to stretch towards the west. The tunnel is about six feet tall, five feet wide, dark, and appears to stretch for a distance. Uh, at the bottom of this hole, you can see footprints in the dirt and dust from the worked stone, and these footprints are also headed west. Are there spores uh, in down in this tunnel? Yeah, but they appear dormant and like dead. Okay. A uh, Druckel like kind of holler whisper up. It's uh, we're good to go. It's clear. Uh, uh that's done. definitely going, and then. So, so since this tunnel is five feet wide, I need a marching order. Before. <clears throat> um, they go down. Dax would like to try to go 
with like the spore, the mountain of mold in that vat, okay. and just poke at it more with her quarterstaff. Make an attack roll. Ah. And you're no longer raging. Yeah, that, yeah. 40, 40, 60, 70. That hits. As you just try to see if there's anything in the middle. Uh, no, but roll damage. Oh, no. Six plus four. Wow. You hit it with the quarterstaff, and that cluster breaks off and just sinks and like disperses spores in more spores into the mead and that big cluster just just yeah breaks apart and just settles in the mead and it sets a, it sends it like a little puff of yellow spores when you hit it just different to the spores that hit us from the halflings uh yes Dax is gonna sniff the air Okay, nothing happens. Oh, wait, hold on. She's like, does it smell like honey or anything? Like, hold she's on, thinking what's in the <laughs> Brittany, no! You're past this! <laughs> You're not Leah anymore! Stop doing it! I'm hearty! <laughs> we'll see. Oh, fuck. Uh, You're already poisoned. Give me also, the only one still up here. <laughs> um... Which one is this? Uh, There's multiple. Oh. Yeah, give me a con save. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventy, eighteen. You're not stunned. You you would have been stunned and fallen into the barrel. So good stuff. Dax is kind of looking up there, and she's just kind of like informative. Her quarter stack back on her back and just okay. down. Okay. So, what's the marching order in this tunnel? I think drive um. front. Okay. And yeah, it's a, it's a. So, just to reiterate, the tunnel is six feet tall. So, Dax and Druck are going to be a little uh, five feet wide. But it's it, it is supposed to, it is pitch black, but because of the lantern, it's not. So, marching order. Druck is in first. Who's behind Druck? Whoever went down next. Uh, Coin, Coin would like to go. I, I oh, if he insists to go in front of Druck, Druck would let him. Can is there uh the the Kenna Kenna? Uh can yeah. You, can you make my helmet? Can you make it a? Can you make me a lighthouse again? Yeah, I can make you a lighthouse again, and I'm gonna cast light on his helmet. Okay. <laughs> bright but it's good yeah stands up front so you can okay so <laughs> coin is in front then yeah okay who's behind coin druck yes okay who's behind druck i'll be behind druck okay i'll be behind ben okay meaning bringing makes sense because dax was fucking with the barrel so yeah dax is in the back also keep your tall people in the back usually uh all right so yeah the, you can see you all can see footprints in the dirt and worked stone that go to the west. And you can't see the end of this tunnel. 
Uh, yeah, then we keep going forward. Yeah, everybody's good with just moving forward down a tunnel in the one direction that the tunnel is going. Yes, concerned about the city. Would we know, since we know it's west, would we know that this is heading towards the city? Uh, this is heading more to the village of Canlaith near the lake. Okay, so not the one that's eighty feet, eighty miles away, but and it's not that way. So it's a it's a third different city. Yeah, you're going to the west. Uh, the city that's eighty miles away was to the south. Great, awesome. So you're going. Yeah, if you guys look at the map that I posted. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're gonna be like technically, you're going towards the lake when you go west. Okay. So, as you all. Start proceeding west through this tunnel into darkness. That's where we're going to end the session for the week. Yay! Boom. No one died. Uh, why did I say that? <laughs> no one died this episode. Yet. Yet. But uh, we'll pick up here next week with you all continuing the investigation. So. Woo! Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back here tomorrow with Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. So. Good night, everybody. Bye. Uh...